You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com, where you can get awesome analysis on all things sports. Or check out our podcast on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, subscribe to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports, and like us on Facebook, NGSC Sports. We never stop. You know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. Ding dong. Hello? Everybody three, count one, two, three. One, two, three. Because I was cute, or because I came from some famous wrestling family, or because I sucked up to the right people. I got here because I am good. I earned this championship. Frustrated into the goddamn word for it. This is bullshit. Rhett made a very, very selfish decision. Brett's going to have to live with that for the rest of his life. Brett screwed Brett. I have no sympathy whatsoever for Brett. This is my show. My show. And I'm sick of all of you calling me the coward. You're the cowards. I'm the one here day in and day out in that wrestling ring beating people up. Thank you very much. I don't steal opportunities. I am the opportunity. Three ain't enough. Now I need five. Welcome in, Jim. I'm an idiot. Ryan. I'm a sausage guy. Matt. Who gives a shit? Tim. Right on the cock. And intern Mark. Hi, boys. I'm going to tell y'all with a tear in my eye. This is the greatest moment in my life good evening everyone welcome to three count thursday we are live facebook twitter and youtube tonight and we are glad to be with you we are still the podcast of the millennium it is july the 8th 2021 make sure you go to threecountthursday.com our social media links are there our merchandise over at whatamaneuver.net what a maneuver thank you tim our collar and elbow brand deal store.collarandelbowbrand.com Store.collarandelbowbrand.com, excuse me. Use promo code 3COUNT. Our home network, of course, NGSC Sports at NGSCSports.com. And our secondary home is the Leib Sports and Music Network. Ryan, how do you spell that? L-E-E-I-B-Sports.com. That is the one. So, uh, obviously, a uh, different face with us here tonight. There's no intern mark. I would say we gave him the night off, but we don't pay him or anything like that. So he just, I don't even know where he is, if we're being brutally honest. I have no clue where Mark is, but he's a guy that uh, we borrow topics with. There's no Take 3 Wrestling podcast this week, so we just we just 
borrowed the guy. Ernest Christian, welcome <laughs> to the show, man. How are you? Yeah, Dill Barton Topics has borrowed a guy this week. <laughs> right. How are you guys doing, man? It's an honor of privilege to be on the show, number one. Uh, as I say, my favorite wrestling podcast in the land. So I'm a loyal listener. Listen, listen every week, you know. <laughs> we certainly uh we certainly do appreciate that we are we're glad you with us now you you know get to see how the sausage is made each and every week here so speaking of sausage you'd be to the punch bud <laughs> <laughs> what do you want ryan what was that face for maybe that face for he knew it was coming. That's why. Yet we have been doing this for five minutes, and you have to start with your name on the top of my shit list. Well, I mean, but like that's that's like a saying. How this, you know, you could see how the sausage is made. That's not a saying. That okay, is, the bacon. But what, Ryan, are you a bacon guy? I love bacon. You do, but you're more of a sausage. Guy. I'm a sausage guy. <laughs> a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. That's a saying, Jim. How the sausage is made? That's just a that's just a that's cheap shot. Actually, a saying. Yeah. Come on, on this it, day, it, let's get discussed. Come on, yeah. <laughs> it is a uh, thing. Though. It really is a thing, Ryan. Though, to be fair, it is a thing. See, Ernest knows. Ernest, we'll, we, we'll we'll start with you, Ernest, since you are the guest. How you doing? I'm good. Great show last night. AW Dynamite. Hope you yeah, well, night. We will uh, obviously talk about that before we get to our wrestlers of the week and. Uh, which you did contribute to the uh, to the standings, I believe, this week. So, uh, yes. Ryan, since uh, we already got you fired up, how you doing? He's good. muted. So good, real good. Good, good. Love, love being here every week. <laughs> we can tell. We can tell that that you love being here every week. Yeah, I'm not going to be here in two weeks. So, uh, Ernest, instead of stealing stuff from your podcast directly that week, maybe you can just cover for me in two weeks. Uh, we cool. can still, we'll still steal shit from you. Who knows? We'll still steal it. <laughs> maybe we can have that scientist guy who I'm sure didn't go to college for science uh, on the show. Who knows? Scientist guy. Hmm. The mad scientist guy. He's mad. I don't know. I oh, that guy. Now, let's not do that. Move on. <laughs> what the hell is even that? Uh, Tim. How you doing? I don't know how to react to not having intern Mark around other than I'm not going to need as much energy as before. <laughs> so today we're oh, drinking liquid death mineral water, baby. Oh, Gotta stay hydrated. There we go. Liquid death. It's what I wish I were drinking. Instead, it's water. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Is mm. it really water? Yes. Oh shit! Okay. Actually, water. Is it just so, water? Just yeah. plain water or like fizzy water? Liquid death mineral or liquid death mountain water. Drinking from the Alps. It's just water. Now they do have a sparkling version in a black can, but this is the hardest anyone will ever look drinking water. Yeah, like that's it true. looks like I'm drinking a like almost a tall boy. I know. I, like, I thought you oh, were drinking a beer, and I was no, very this badass is, can. It's a badass can too. This on top is, of that. There it is. It's the opposite of private party. It's just water. Tastes like <laughs> shit, too. It is, it's not that bad. <laughs> oh. Matt apparently does not like it. Tim got possessed, apparently. Yeah. Uh, Matt. How you doing? Well, I'm doing real good, boys. Real good. 
<laughs> I love it. Got to give a shout out to Mark. <laughs> Miss you this week. Hope you're uh, having some sugar rush on the dozen blueberry whoopie pies that you consumed. But I am doing well. It's- Hi, boys. Thank you. <laughs> Can somebody hit it, please? We're almost to the hey, weekend. Boys. I'm ready for it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Your Matt, your daughter was your daughter's birthday today. Yesterday, yesterday. Turned, Happy birthday to yesterday. So That's she, unreal. Congrats, that man. Already too. I know she had quite the day. Um, a little bit of a sugar rush right before bedtime. So we won't be doing that anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> we won't do that for Ryan either. He gets grumpy late to sleep. <laughs> so uh, just candy cigarettes. Have you did you kick the habit yet, Ryan? Or are you back on him again? You're are you floating? <laughs> Smokey. <laughs> what are you doing, I, Smokey? I, I I might be I might have dabbled back in, in the candy cigarettes. No, uh, we got a we got a report from cousin Brian. Mark is still combing the grassy area under the comet looking for his hat. So, the comet goes so slow, he didn't lose his hat on the comet. Well, it could have been one of those loose dad hats, you know, that he went real fast on the super duper looper and it just shot the hat out. Shot all the way over. All, all the, the way, way over to, to the, the comet. comet. Yep. That's caught a, caught a jet stream and loop swoop and pulled it into the Wait, the term real fast and super duper looper hasn't been put in the same sentence since the seventies. Well, <laughs> it went fast that day. Ah, uh, that's what it he wears it up high. Where's it up high on his head? Because he's an old. Yeah, he's old. He's the an older old you get, the less the higher. Hat, like it's it's almost like a wearable umbrella, right? Like this. That's it, fair. It, I think this is my last year I can wear my hat this low. I believe. You, yeah, you're you're pushing you, it. You've already gone past the stage of leaving stickers on your hat. You've aged out of that, correct? Yeah, no stickers, no, no stickers. stickers. You're you're for that. that was such a that was such a sad time for me. The the year the year I had to start taking the stickers off my hat. Oof. Tough one. Yeah. No, EJ, I, I noticed you are a hat wearer as well. Is that a fashion statement or like no, a lack it. of hair statement like no, Ryan's I, I, dealing I look, with? I look good with no hair. Oh, that's you do? Yeah, oh, shoot. Good. There's nothing the whole, up there. Around the, whole top, the whole top row is the going home section. All yeah, the I look good here. This is by choice. No I've got some on the side, yo. Yo, you mean <laughs> this, this shit's going back. You get, LeBron, you get LeBron James going on. You and Jim both. Yeah, I I, uh, I did a fresh shave this week, but yeah, one of my one of the guys I golf with told me that it looked like my uh, my hairline was running away from my face, which yeah. is fair. I mean, I, I look at my face every day, and it it's what it's, was the response? I said, yeah, I would too. That was <laughs> this. This is the best part of the podcast for me. It's all going to go downhill. Uh, EJ just compared me to LeBron James. <laughs> there will the be I'm, I'm, nothing well. better. I don't care what it was. There's nothing better that will happen to me this podcast. Ryan's here. Me. He can only come it's down. It's only going to go downhill. Only peak Ryan. I hope everybody Sausage enjoys guy. this part. I mean, to be fair, we are going to talk AEW. So yes, it's going to be a quick crash. But here we go. I enjoyed that show. No, it actually was. It was really good. But we got to do the first of the of our weekly segment, and then we'll talk about AEW. If you're following along with us uh, in the live video, give us a like and a share. So I always have the video going on my iPad, and for some reason this week it's generating captions as it goes, and it's hilarious. It's it's yeah. I don't think it's anything that we're actually saying. 
But I wonder uh, if oh, it's StreamYard that's doing it. Maybe, maybe. Uh, Jason, so if you're hearing impaired, do not read what's down there. Yeah, don't we are in no control of that. Uh, Jason checking in AEW trash can. Hi, Jason. <laughs> oh, welcome back, Jason. I haven't seen you in a little while. But uh, let's hit it. Let's hit this one. Of course, we are looking at uh, July the 8th in pro wrestling history. Uh, one birthday today, Marcel Bartel was born today in uh, 1990. 1985, Don Morocco is crowned the first ever King of the Ring, winning a one-night tournament in Foxborough, Massachusetts at Sullivan Stadium before 23,000 fans. Prior to 1993, King of the Ring pay-per-views, WWE held annual King of the Ring tournaments at house shows from 1985 to 1991 to boost attendance uh, at those events. Uh, Morocco defeated the Junkyard Dog in the first round, Les Thornton in the quarterfinals, Pedro Morales in the semifinals, and the Iron Sheik in the finals. I will always applaud for Don Morocco. Very nice. The original rock. If... And little, little does anyone know, he has a podcast. Found out this week. Yeah, found out we all I mean, found I that out this week. The entire wrestling world found the worst news from a podcast with Don Morocco and a British guy. Yeah, sure did. Sure <laughs> did. And uh, isn't that the boar's dad, uh, Don Morocco? It's one of them. One of his dads. It's Don Morocco, or it's Butch Reed, or it's okay. Booker T. But either way, like... Any of them is, is yeah. A, a, a scientist just took the seed of the three of them. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, in a, in a beaker and a Bunsen burner melted for, down. Scientist for the small oh. cross section of wrestling fans who wa- watch or listen to Three Count Thursday and also watched Glee. It's a very much a Leah Michelle Rachel situation wow. where her two dads mix their mix their sperm into one super seed. And then imprinted wow. imp, or impregnated wow. a, a horrible Jewish woman to birth Rachel. I won't lie, my wife loves Glee, so I've watched it with her. Just go, and one of her dads, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, there you go. What a god! What a man! <laughs> On this day. On this day. Nineteen ninety-six, Rey Mysterio Jr. defeats Dean Malenko for the WCW Cruiserweight Title in. Um, in Florida at the Disney MGM Studios. Uh, this is the first of eight title reigns um, with the belt for Ray in WCW and WWE. On this day. 2002, during a uh, the end of a 10-man match on Raw, Kevin Nash in his first match back in action uh, in months after recovering from a biceps injury, suffered an injury to his left quadricep muscle. Uh, the sad thing about the injury was that Nash uh, didn't even know he would be wrestling that night until he got to the building. He was scheduled to return to action uh, that coming weekend at house shows, but when he arrived at Raw, he found out he was booked on that night's show. He didn't even have gear with him. They had to have it sent to him uh, at Raw. Uh, as a result of his injury, WC, or WWE decided to let go of the NWO concept, which had already been weakened by Hulk Hogan's face turn and Scott Hall's departure. In 2012, PW Insider confirmed that WWE signed British star Pac, who had been working for Dragon Gate in Japan and Dragon Gate USA, uh, billed as the man that gravity forgot overseas. He was rechristened, rechristened, of course, as Adrian Neville for developmental. 
Also in 2012, TNA holds their eighth Destination X pay-per-view from the Impact Zone in Orlando, Florida in front of 1,100 fans. The tagline for the show was, I am the main event. The show featured nine matches, including Zima Ion defeating Kenny King, Mason Andrews, and Sanjay Dutt in the Ultimate X Tournament Final to win the vacant TNA X Division Championship. And in the main event, Austin Aries defeated Bobby Roode to become the TNA World Heavyweight Champion. On this day. Hold on, hold on. Who, yeah, who yeah. was it? Who was in that main event? Oh, it was uh, it was Austin Aries and Bobby. Rude. Thank you. Yeah. I just wasn't. I didn't get the accent at first. It's a little no, weird. No, no problem. No problem. Pennsylvania Dutch jumped in. It happens. On this day. 2013 on an episode of Monday Night Raw from Baltimore, Maryland, the Wyatt family of Bray Wyatt, Luke Harper, and Eric Rowan make their on-screen debut. Uh, on the main roster. And then finally, on this day. Uh, one year ago, 2020, during night two of NXT's Great American Bash, Keith Lee defeated Adam Cole in a winner-takes-all match to become the NXT champion and retain his North American title. Those are the events that occurred on this day. July the 8th in pro wrestling history. That match feels like five years ago. Yeah. When I when I, I saw people talking about that today, I was like, that was just a year ago. Um, oddly enough, I think that was the last time Keith Lee was seen by WWE audiences, right? No, he he had that love affair with Brock Lesnar in the Royal Rumble. That was before. no, that was before that. That was before. That was, was that, was, that, was, yeah, that was Royal that Rumble twenty twenty. Because no, he was, won the title, people were actually allowed to be. He held the top like like a month or two and lost to the Carrying Cross, and that was it. He was gone. Yeah, yeah. and then he came up to the main roster. He wrestled twice and has not been seen since. <laughs> like I hate, the- I hate to bring this up, but at the very first episode of the year, we gave our bold predictions, and I'm fearful that my bold prediction will come true. What was it? it my was- bold prediction was that Keith Lee will not hold singles championships in the WWE this year. Mm. Uh, and unfortunately, we're 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 over halfway home. Ooh, we're on a roll, baby. Yeah, you're looking good. Yeah. Now, do you think at this point they're just holding him until crowds return? Maybe. Hopefully. I mean, he's not. I heard he's not hurt anymore. That's not right. Hurt. You would think he'd be whatever whatever minor injury reportedly that he had suffered. You would hope that he recovered from it in seven months. <laughs> It would make sense for them to hold that for live crowds then just because they're not going to have a ton of returns, I would imagine. Yeah, I, I like I, I think, you know, the last really, you know, the last month or so, especially on the raw side, um, has, has felt kind of cruise control-ish. Where it's just, <laughs> yeah. you know, of. Let's, let's just keep going this way. Uh, and, and it did we'll- tweet, though, six hours ago. Yeah, you saw that. Yeah, what did it? What did it say? Basically, saying patience, my friends. There is zero quit in me, so don't you quit on me. I miss you and I love you. Okay. So I mean, that's hopefully. So, it's like his monthly tweet. Every two weeks, he tweets <laughs> roughly the same thing about that. Something right? along. Oh, those really? Okay. Okay. Every that's once something. in a while, Yim's like, "Hey, let's just respect some privacy, right?" And then yeah. that's Wink pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So again, I, I hope that it's. I hope that it's just one of those things that they're. They're waiting until uh, the the uh, crowds return. Oh, we got some. Uh, looks like we got some breaking news. 
Word. I hope this isn't what I heard earlier. Uh, tomorrow night on SmackDown, oh, King Shinsuke Nakamura will take on uh, Baron Corbin in a Money in the Bank qualifying match. Tomorrow not, night. Yeah. Not what I heard. My mine was a little. Uh, Yours was was a little worse. <laughs> oh no. Oh. I don't have any confirmations on it yet, but uh, okay. it's about SummerSlam. Uh-oh. The Summerfest. The Summerfest. <laughs> yes. I, I need to get those sounders on yeah. the board. Uh, we have a little bit of time, obviously, for that. Um, before we get to, to Wrestler of the Week, obviously, last night, AEW back well, you're, on You're, you're going to tease us with what you heard and not tell us? Well, Jim just I like, don't, cut him I, off completely anyway. I don't, have t- I don't have two sources, so I can't go with it. I, I don't say, I, two rule, sources. I, I know Tim speak. I knew he wasn't gonna. He wasn't gonna give it up. Yeah. Drop it in the chat. Yeah, uh, we don't have a. We we have a private chat. Correct. Okay, so people look. <laughs> I at will the Morris news. code it out look to at, EJ with blinks. So look at the news of what's going on in Vegas right now. What and, is it? The hurricane coming up the coast. I don't. Yeah, no, it's, it's the Raiders are gonna yeah. have a season. They suck. <laughs> <laughs> whole thing sucks um yeah does it have to do with john cena filming nope. a movie in europe nope, nope. okay it may have to do with like an upper respiratory thing uh-oh not covid oh it's ever i'm gonna get shut down delta oh no oh my delta God. variant the summer fest it's gonna everything, come almost fest. everything. I think. Oh no! Hold, we have someone. Oh, who do we got? Oh wait, Arnold! Oh, I have a treat ski. <laughs> it's juicy <laughs> pear. What? Juicy pear. Look at that. It's juicy pear. <laughs> oh, I love juicy pear. <laughs> I've been meaning to bring this pop into the into the office. Oh, what is that? My Captain America is black. Very nice. I ain't care nothing. I ain't care nothing about this this white bread Steve Rogers. How about you give me? How about you give me this one? I'm sorry, know, Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek, you got you're coming out of the center square, buddy. Oh no, oh, you can't do that. Hold on, hold I can. on, hold on. Oh no, he passed away a few months ago. Give him some time to cook a little bit. Wait, time to cook. People, cook. He's not in hell. Cook, cook. No, I don't mean. I mean hell. I just mean like cooking your shelf, not so much cook. You know, you know what I mean. He's fine. Captain America lives. All right, all right. I'm with you. Okay, but juicy. So is that your? That's what you heart? deserve. Is that the your ghost favorite? of Trebek? Knock the duck off. <laughs> is that your favorite uh, Rita's flavor, Tim? The juicy pear. It is. I love juicy pear. Okay. Um, what is Matt. being disrespected, <laughs> Matt? Stay. Matt, what uh, what is your favorite uh, Rita's flavor? Um, I would say it's probably the mango. All right, that's solid. EJ, never had it before. Rita's never had it before. No, nope. you don't have that in Florida. No, I'm sure they do. Just never had it. Oh man, well you got to find one and get back. I'm lame. What can I tell you? Report back to us. <laughs> uh, Ryan, do you have one? That's a silly question. What do you want? Do you want to guess which one it is? Let me guess. Cherry. 
Uh, no, that would be my second favorite. Uh, root beer? I, it is root beer, yes. Oh, yeah. It was a ranking. Ew. Yes, it is root beer, and I will always get a gelato with the uh, with the ice and make a root beer float. Let me guess, with vanilla, of course. What moron would get a root beer float with chocolate ice cream? Well, I mean, just everything. I would just assume every... Root beer's on my list. Root beer. I also, yeah. also enjoy the Swedish fish flavor as the well. The Swedish fish, what is? Did they still make that? Or was that like a, a one-year-off thing? No, it's still there. That was real good. Uh, Devin. Devin goes root beer. So Ryan, you and Devin. <laughs> I'm surprised, <laughs> you can, surprised you can spell root beer. Like twins. I love you, Devin. Uh, cousin Brian, it's like a wild black cheer. <laughs> I he love was... pears. I couldn't imagine. Ooh, miss those shakes. Get the he fuck out of here with that. Shakes. Yeah, come on. Just I get do. a gelato and mix it up yourself. My my favorite. Oh, we got another little guest. What's up, buddy? It's bedtime. See, it's running. <laughs> you called it. We got the Hi, run. Buddy. Love you, buddy. My uh, my favorite is the Florida orange. And I the will do. Florida I will orange. do the gelato with the chocolate. Custard. Oh, no. Fantastic. fantastic. Next, you're going to tell me you can't wait for Christmas to get one of those gross ass orange chocolate balls. What? You're probably the kind of guy that enjoys doing the dishes at Thanksgiving. You know, you're going to (laughs) just. Uh, that was good, Matt. That was good. Look, man, everybody, everybody else is busy having a dance party at. The hot and kind state. Look, like I said, man, somebody's got to do them dishes. Okay, they got to get done. How it don't wash itself. Look, have you come in last place in every mock draft we've done? Probably. No, I think it's just- I came. I came in last during Halloween. Or no, which one was it? I think it was the Halloween candy one that yeah, I came in is, last place. Which is bullshit because I feel like like Mark's candies were just a conglomeration of the worst. Whatchamacallit. He took the whatchamacallit with the first, first overall, overall pick. Right. Oh like, who does that? Like, and it, put the Wonka bar on. Right. Like, we should have just disqualified him. We should have. But He's he, just the intern. He and instead, he, he buys votes at, at Roots. He buys them. Yeah. He, 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 he goes yeah. out there, and that's what he does with all those goddamn 50 cent pieces. From the from the mm-hmm. sub place, he goes makes it rain down at Roots, and then he has he has a currency more valuable than fifty cent pieces, Big Jim. What's that? He has an unlimited supply of tickets from Hershey Park. Well, there you go. He is trading all of those tickets in because he's already bought one of everything. He Dalai Lama himself at the thing. He got <laughs> one of every one with everything, and now. He's got about seven billion tickets left, and he's trading it to these Amish people like it's their one-way ticket to heaven. And boy, so are they gonna like? So the WWE is breaking out of the Thunderdome next week. Yep, they're gonna be right back in in a month. (laughs) Well, it's just Vegas. Okay, because Vegas, Vegas. just a cesspool of disease. I would assume. Build a wall. Um, all right, let's all right, let's talk about AEW before we get to, to the wrestler of the week. Yeah, uh, we better get this out of the way quick. A- <laughs> I'm sure Jim a- loves to. AEW back on the road um in Miami last night. Now, EJ, you were there. Correct. Uh so you, so you have a, a very different perspective than, than us watching it uh just on TV. 
Uh, we can start with you. What was the, what was the experience, the crowd, all of that first uh, first night back, first night of wrestling in an arena uh, since March of 2020. Let me just say for me, for for the record, this is my this is my personal first wrestling show in 22 years. Wow. The last show I went to was Armageddon 1999, wow. December 1999. Wow. You remember? You remember, guys? I stopped watching wrestling for 17 years. The current product, rather. Really. That's true. From 2002 to 2019. Right. You so I got two years ago. Event tapes onion skin thin, but. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, that too. Coliseum video, you name it, the whole nine. No. What the, what you know, brought you back to watching professional wrestling? I gotta be honest with you, ago? dude. Honestly, it's the amount of podcasts I listen to. You know, the Conrad Thompson podcast that started back in 2016, 2017, listening to the, you know, the old stories and stuff, you know, and then you, you we hear a little bit of the, the new guys, like the AJ Styles and the, you know, Roman Reigns. And then my co-host on Take the Wrestling, shout out to Joe and Mike, of course, you know, you gotta get back into it. Gotta get back into it. It's still pretty good. Eventually, I caved and did it, and I, you know, naturally just got back into it. And all We've all it. made that mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or you just stay in the whole time. Yeah, this is like my third installment in my lifetime doing this. I, I've had like way ebbs and flows of wrestling fandom, you know, as a kid, Hulkamania era. You know, got back into it like when NWO came back and through the Attitude era, and then now. Do you mind if I ask? Your age, forty-one. Okay, he's close. Yeah, because I'm just thinking. Because if I'm being honest, so I'm I'm thirty-four. Okay, and as I've gotten older, you're such a baby. I am a baby. That's why, that's why I keep all this chin fur on. So if I because if I don't, <laughs> if I don't, I just look like a giant swole bee stung baby. Um, <laughs> Talk about so, baby Huey. I know, right? Baby. I mean, uh, Big Jim over here wishing a happy birthday to one of the three Walters. That's really cute. Um, Not but, the one my wife's into, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but as I've gotten older, I found it to be more and more difficult to stay a fan. Really? Yeah, because... So as a fan, and, and I promise we'll get to AEW, but it's like as I've gotten older, I know I'm doing. Jim you a is favor. loving this shit for the record. Jim is loving this shit. I know he's like, well, oh, we have to talk about that that show. I know. Better. Well, we got to talk about a WWE guy that's gone because that's the only thing you're talking about. Um, Remind me. <laughs> I got gotcha. you guys. I know, right? Um, but as I've gotten older, I've cared more and more about how people are outside of wrestling or outside of their profession where it's like uh, the prime example I always think about is like Kanye West. I've always found Kanye West to be like a super talented artist, but he has gone more and more kooky and more and more like problematic, which his problematicness takes me out of how, talented he is the same with like um hulk hogan now in the wwe mm. or um ja jackson Riker or drake Wirtz. you hear about all these outside things that have nothing to do with wrestling but have to do with the person and you see how a company like wwe handles 
problematic people and keeps them on payroll and and does things and they they do what some would say are questionable things um and it's just i focus more on like that stuff and it pulls me away from what actually happens on television and what ha- actually happens in the events i can understand that and yeah i i w- part of me wishes that i could just be a kid again and just like blindly watch what it's on tv and not know that like riddle has a past that's not so far behind or know that jackson reichert is not so much of a a person who i'd like to i'd like to have a drink with right um you know and well jackson Riker spells his name with what three k's right all right, K yeah, K K E R. Yeah. Um, but like, and that's not to say I, I don't because this conversation can easily break into I want everything homogenized and everyone has to believe the same thing. That's not what I'm saying. Like there well, are differing what you're saying. Like, I mean, yeah. I hate to I hate to be this guy, but it also sounds like you're not naming folks that go an extreme left route and are vocal with with what they have to say on the left side. Of course, yeah. If we're but speaking like, politically. Right. I'm not even I'm not even talking about well, And I feel like Jackson Riker uh tweets one or two things, and again, I'm not defending the guy. I don't like the mm-hmm. guy myself, but tweets some things about about a support of Donald Trump um and, and a mega platform, and that gets blown up. Much mm-hmm. more than somebody like a Mick Foley would have tweeted about um, the left side of things, and 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 people just are okay with that. Then and I and again I get that's that that's where we're on. I'm fine with that. But, but, but I, I, think th- I feel like if you're upset with somebody that tweets about the right, and that's like your reason for not liking that person because they brought politics into it, shouldn't what's good for the goose good for the gander? I'm cool with. I'm cool with you bringing politics into things because people are people. My problem is, is the connection with the the politics to the hate. And That's the, fair. I can the the, the, t- the tie that connects a Trump publican to other things. Don't up be and real. down the line. And is, is that why you didn't bring Sasha Banks into this? Because it wasn't necessarily a Trump stance, but more of an anti-vax stance. I mean, her too. Or okay, her too. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm. I'm naming like the the higher, like the ones that people know off the top of their head as like super problematic. But even Sasha Banks, to a degree, um, I'm less of a fan of her for just like the 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 news come not the news but the stuff coming out about her like the throwing a fit backstage and the temper tantrums and all of the stuff right. from I the mean, WrestleMania side it's like i shouldn't care what happened backstage i think the problem is too also is the era we're in too we are in the era yeah. of information yep, you know sir. all this shit that such has do- has been doing the last couple of years that was Shawn michaels 20 years ago for and sure. Shawn michaels is still arguably yeah, the greatest in ring in ring wrestler in the history of the history of the business that's a great point so i mean it's one of those things where we're now privy to more information so we have to either adjust or just deal with the 
how it, how it may go. I mean, it is what it is at this point, man. And I agree. Like, if you if there's things that that somebody is doing, you don't have to support them and and show support financially or or back or cheer them. I I totally uh, yeah you know, understand that. I wasn't calling into question. I was just right checking if it was a strictly a politics thing or like a politics that that mm-hmm. that lands on the side of of hate and insurrection. Well, and things think, of that I, nature. You mentioned Riddle as well, which which. You know, Riddle's background is sure. The, you can bring Riddle. You can bring the Velveteen Dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot yeah, of yeah, rejected, so, so rejected there's, names. There's those, yes, Justin Roberts. There's there's people who have you know questionable pasts, not from a political side. That's so, fair. yeah. That's I, a great I, point. I, get, I get where Tim is, is is coming from for sure. Not so right. Not so long ago too. Also, it comes down to really just you know. These are, a lot of these are allegations too. We don't know if these are true. Or not also some of these things are true. Some of these are not true. So you have to kind of separate. Okay. These are things we're hearing now. Allegations are these actually true? Let's investigate and all this kind of thing. But some of these, some of these things you know we hear, you know, like the Jackson Riker thing. Obviously, the things he said on on Twitter, obviously not to our liking. You know, then we can adjust accordingly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? for sure. I don't uh, know if we're going to talk about this, but while we're, uh... oh, that's badass. What Lee just put up? Yeah, Lee checked in. Lady Frost uh, lost to Deanna Praza. We we also oh. have breaking news as well. Lady Frost. <laughs> Uh, Gail Kim uh, made her return to Impact tonight, Ooh, uh, nice. confronting Deanna Perrazzo and and letting her know that uh, she will defend the Impact uh, Knockouts Championship next weekend at Slammiversary against a mystery opponent. Ooh. So a mystery opponent next weekend at Slammiversary uh, for Deanna Perrazzo. Um, you all right? I'm gonna speculate here. I love speculation. And this kind of goes into the conversation about AEW. Okay. Okay. So AEW, this guy, people know him, shows up on TV 60 days early. <laughs> I know where this is going. Malachi Black. <laughs> oh, that guy. Alistair Mal- Black. Yes. Malachi Black. Tommy and Alistair Black. Shows up on TV 60 days early due to a clerical error with WWE saying that he's still an NXT performer and not a WWE performer. I wonder if Ruby Riot is also on that list Mm. of NXT performers who aren't clerically clear or who are clerically cleared because she also just changed her name on Twitter to what did she change it to? Oh, not Heidi Lovelace. No, she's got a different name now. Man, that's a bummer. I mean, Ruby, Tommy... Ruby Soho. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I, I could live with that. That's actually a pretty cool it. name. Ruby, 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 Ruby Soho. See, I my <laughs> my first thought was Mickey James as a way to help uh, spike interest for the Empower the NWA Women's uh, Pay Per View, but man, I didn't even think uh, of the uh, the Ruby Ryan angle. That's a yeah. great point. Hmm. For my, my first thought I jumped to was Awesome Kong, who just got released from AEW, uh, and is a it would be a huge return to to Impact Wrestling. It's a good one, mm-hmm. very much so. Um, but uh, back to to Dynamite last night. Um, but yeah, EJ, the, the you know the crowd, the atmosphere. Um, you know, obviously smaller venue, but uh, looked pretty full. Uh, your thoughts on the show? We'll start with you. 
obviously yeah. a smaller venue he has to say yeah. you're well, unbelievable I mean, Jim. I mean, <laughs> you're un- I mean, you just I, can't I, let it be what, 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 what's funny, obviously what's funny, a smaller oh ryan what's funny though school gymnasium that aew ran I out of but ryan the fucked up part is on my on my show take three i'm the aw mark supposedly anyway you know but whatever no that crowd I mean, that's about the obviously they've been doing crowds for a good few months now because of you know Daily's place being opened up, yeah. but taking it out of Daily's place, that crowd was <laughs> fucking hype. I mean, from the word go, even the dark matches because remember you, you had the dark matches in the beginning and the end of, of Dynamite. Um, I, I stayed through the whole entire thing. The crowd was hype from the word go. I mean, they're just excited. Um, and I mean, obviously the reveal of Mal- Malachi Black. I mean, it was. La- Anything, everything you saw on TV, which by the way I watched the playback today, was even was even ten times louder um, for Malachi. Um, and, and we were stunned. And again, this kind of brought me back to which we'll talk about later on the show about the NWO and, and the surprise factor, and not having the surprise factor wrestling anymore because again, we are now in an information age where everything's out there, dirt sheets. You know, all these wrestling journalists, Meltzer, you name it, Sean Ross, are telling you everything beforehand. Nobody knew Malachi Black was going was to show up. I, I, had, I had honestly seen a, seen a report earlier in the evening that he was backstage. But did you? Yeah, some. I, I think I forget who it was who reported it, but I, I didn't. I didn't expect him on screen because nine days. The only clue we had was the uh, and Jim. I think, I think I sent it to you during the show. Uh, the little vignette he did on on youtube five minute video he did changing yeah. his name to not guy black yeah and and um blue and that, to me that is even more of a reason why i didn't think he was going to show up on on dynamite right because that's something that's like okay we're starting the push for 60 days of creative to get to the big debut of malachi black by the way hidden highlight josiah williams in that video, he's the doctor. Oh, that's him. Okay, thank you. That's oh, Josiah Williams, who's recently released. Yeah. Um, but I also love the hidden highlight in Dynamite, which I don't think a lot of people might have caught, but the random blackout during the strap match. Yes. That comes back on Cody later in the night. Yes. Well, you know, what's what's funny is I very subtle. I had gotten home um Yes, Big Jim actually went to a, a an eight at a restaurant last night, so that was, that oh. was big news. Um, but I, I by the time I got home, it was about halfway through Dynamite, so I'm like, you know what? Perfect time I, to start. I'm just going to start halfway, <laughs> and then, uh, and then I'll catch up the the first half of the show um, tomorrow. So I, I when I started, it was the the Britt Baker and uh, Reba backstage interview, right? And then you know, so I, you had the blackout, and and uh, Malachi makes his debut, and then I'm watching back this morning, and there was the blackout during Cody's match, and I was like, "Wow, it that was quick makes too. so much sense." So if you're watching it in real time, you're like, "What the hell's going on?" And, you know, so, so the way I watched it, it, it made sense immediately. The entire crowd there was like stunned. Mike and I were talking during the, it was like. That's got to be work. That can't be real. That's going to be a work. And then we were discussing it between us and our wives. Is it real? Is it not real? And then it happened again. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, this is weird. Yeah. So that's, um, you know. Two, two moments like that for you, uh, EJ, kind of to what Tim had said about 
you know, knowing what, what we know um, works, things like that. Does, does something that make you think, ooh, that's probably a work, does that take anything away from you and the presentation of the show? No, I think it's great. I think it okay. adds to the flavor of the show. I'm okay, okay with that. Okay. I mean, you're here to entertain. And to me, it had us for a good hour figure out what the fuck was that all about. Right. And, then, and, and, and we thought about it. It was in the back of our heads. And then they did it again and it was actually a little longer. It's like, you know, and then I kind of saw someone running to the, through the ramp. I was like, mm-hmm. no, nah, this, this is definitely a work. Didn't know it was a fucking Tommy End, though. Sure. The entire crowd went ballistic. I mean, well, it was I like, loud. I feel like those moments, it, it's not much different than when you're watching a TV show and you're trying to predict what happens next. Or if there's a cliffhanger in a show, you try and figure out uh, what the cliffhanger is about. Right. Like, because we know, you know, this is this is a show. This, you know, it's it's you predetermined stuff like that. You know, I, I think that's just part of the game at this point. Right. Obviously, when you're younger and you don't know that part of the business. It's it's different, but for us, I think it's 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 no different than you know when when there's a cliffhanger at the, the end of a season of of a show and you try and figure out what that meant or what's going to happen next, sort of a thing. Of course, this is this nice to have because it's so rare now to have surprises anymore. That's sure. why that's that's it's nice. that's why I took it in so much. It's like you don't get this anymore. This is nice to have a surprise, a genuine surprise. No one knew about this. That's and really, all. kudos to AEW. I think the last. Big surprise would have been Sting showing up at AEW again. That was a much more controlled environment at Daly's yeah. place where they can control all of the parts. So mm-hmm. to be on the road and be able to pop a surprise like that exactly. the first night back in front of a live crowd on the road, kudos to the AEW for, for pulling that off. And I'm surprised they did it because from all accounts, uh, hearing how it was discussed when Sting debuted, that TNT did not like that Sting was a surprise. Really? Oh, really? I didn't know that. TNT, uh, Cody went on that AEW podcast with Tony and uh, Audrey Aubrey Edwards, uh, unscript, mm. un, unscripted, un, un, unrestricted, unrestricted, unrestricted. Um, and when Sting just randomly debuted, TNT was like, "Hey." This is cool, but don't do this again. Which is why the big show was announced before debuting so they could promote that the big show was going to be on TV. And you, you pop the surprise, you promote, you hear from them next week. That's how you bring people in. It's just a week difference. I don't see right why TNT would not understand the business of that aspect well, of it. I can, but I can also understand why, like, you'd want to promote Sting. The oh, I think, week, I think sure. that's the same reason why, you know, WWE will announce, you know, a uh, a a legend spot for next week or whatever, because USA is like, hey, tell the people they're going to be here, so more people tune in. But I think, from our perspective, I, I feel like if, especially in the in the social media world, if if the Rock randomly shows up on Monday Night Raw, like the one time he did in Brooklyn. Everybody starts tweeting about it. That's going to get people who are on social media to jump over to Raw if they want to see why is the Rock randomly. Right, that'll up. that'll pop the ratings for that hour. Yeah, so and again, he, a one-off spot is so different than a contracted wrestler who's appeared well, on multiple. Right. 
you know, if if you're just doing Sting as one surprise, then yeah, advertise it. Sting shows up. But if Sting's going to show up and then show up immediately the following week, you know, you, you get the you get the, the cutover tweets and, and, and people tuning in, and then you get people following up the, the next week to see what Sting's going to say, and he'll say like 15 words and be like, that didn't hit. <laughs> Right. And another thing, too, is that we, we talk about uh, every, the metric everyone talks about wrestling is the ratings and the ratings are so important or whatever. But social media impressions are, if not a close second, tied for first. Sure. And having something be surprising right. and make people immediately tweet and push a hashtag and do something impressions go up it cultivates more of a an audience and it yep. brings in the next week i know a certain right. someone who argues about that ratings don't matter and yeah so it, ratings somewhat matter mm-hmm. but impressions matter too because that, that, that's an extra stream of revenue right yeah i mean like now granted this week because because ratings versus impressions this like that Ratings for AEW actually went down from last week to this week. Now, granted, you're you're coming off a holiday weekend, uh, Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people probably take take vacations this week. Like Stanley <laughs> Cup Finals. <laughs> oh, Matthew, get jump started, man. Um, no, I'm just saying, like, there's different things right now that are taking eyes off of a weekly product versus something that is something that's going to come to an end possibly that day. So AEW's overnight rating was down this week from last week, which you would think, okay, back in an arena, stuff like that, rating might pop. People might think that, 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 uh, you know. Down 12,000. Right, slightly. So it's the same (laughs) as it was last week. Which actually, Tim, Matt, you laugh, but that was the audience for the the Stanley Cup. That yeah, but Jim, Jim, real quick. Other- uh, this isn't this isn't the the, the take three part. I'm sorry, the, uh, the huddle up. <laughs> I'm so fucking the huddle up. But, but why is everybody upset that Tampa won? Other than they won last year, did they do some shiesty shit that everybody's like, Tampa Bay? Uh, they basically avoided the salary cap this year. There that because they had players who were hurt, but actually had gotten healthy during the season. They didn't bring them back into the playoffs because in the NHL. That there's no basically no salary cap in the postseason. Oh, so they played so they, within they the rules. Them. Yeah, but it okay. I mean, wow, okay. Is that something you think would change? Uh, I think it probably will we'll for next to. year or whatever. Okay, or yeah, the next whatever the next. So uh, if, if a player's on IR, their salary doesn't count. Correct. It doesn't they count come back that. during the playoffs, and then that doesn't matter. All right, once off. the playoffs start. Huh. Yeah. That's a lesson. <laughs> That's a crazy loophole. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Can I say real quick though? Go ahead, go ahead, Tim. Go ahead. No, you're good. No, I'll say. Can I say though? Ratings do somewhat matter, but at this point in 2021, they are overrated. I watch AW religiously. I watch Raw, SmackDown, and NXT religiously. I don't watch any of those shows live. Any of them. I watch them the next day on Hulu. I watch them either on YouTube or whatever. I don't watch any of those shows live. And I, and I guarantee you a good portion of the audience don't either because right. it can. And, that's, yeah, and different- that, was, that was kind of my point, too. Like this week, especially like when you're going into coming out of a holiday week, summertime, people are generally are busier. People are on vacation, stuff like right. that. 
So the, the rating basically stayed the same week to week. I thought it would have went up. I think a lot of people thought their number was going to jump this week. But the Malachi Black debut has almost as many views on YouTube as AEW Dynamite did last night. So if you're AEW, you're sitting there going, you know what? Um, it, it balances out. And the number of, again, social media impressions, right. stuff like that, those, those are all revenue forms for these so was million this week right that was the number that came out the, the new low apparently correct yeah there okay so i went on youtube today i watched i watched the, the highlights on youtube the tag match between new day versus uh Bob, bobby lashley correct right. <laughs> and uh mvp <laughs> that has one million views already three days after oh, wow, okay that alone the other matches have like 400,000, 600,000, 800,000. So again, we this this idea of ratings being the be all end all. We are not in 1998 anymore. Right. Okay? Streaming era. Get over it. The, the, social media matters now. Right. And the thing that gets a lot I saw somebody tweet about um how Raw this week was still the the most watched cable program on Monday. So I'm like, yeah, so it was their lowest number. It was also the highest so people are like well why doesn't usa care more well it's still the most watched thing on cable on the, the money maker for the july weekend so why why are they they're probably not concerned if they're still at the top it's just uh, viewership's changed and yeah like you said youtube streaming all of that it, it, it's it, the 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 dynamic has changed i'm sure somebody's not thrilled with the fact that it was the lowest raw number ever there's also other ratings Mm -hmm. like television ratings we're looking at the overnights so we're looking at the people who actually watch from 8 to 11 eastern correct for a specific time there's the post 72 hour rating which gets added to your overnight rating there's a seven day rating i think and they also account for views on streaming platforms so your hulu replays your hell does that mean brian maybe maybe i don't want to know but cousin brian's gotta go he probably had mo's tonight for dinner it makes sense welcome to mo's um so there's different numbers and what's sad is that we're instant gratification people Mm -hmm. so we want the quick fast numbers sure we're not taking into account the other metrics that USA Network sees or that Fox sees. Are are we quick, fast people or are the Dave Meltzers of the world quick, fast people because it often fits the narrative that they want to see? I just want to say that. We as the internet wrestling community okay. together, like, and, and we the Brian Alvarez's, like, these are the guys that want to release those numbers. And I've never seen updated numbers from a, a seven no. week a seven day out or the 72 it, hour numbers they got an agenda, and I get, though they got agendas as a news it. but as news with a z or or news with an s first so for example if something happens on monday and you report on it monday night or tuesday it goes in the a block of the news but if there's a follow-up to that on thursday it doesn't lead the show it's an also ran in the d block like it gets it's our news when we do news here we don't cover break like news from the week to start our show it's the last 10 minutes or 5 minutes of our show 
because everybody else has already heard about it. The it's numbers, a half hour the, after Ryan stopped paying attention to anything. The news, on the, show. the news people care about is how did Raw do overnight? The news is not how did Raw do? Right. And well, I feel like the past four or five Raws have been really good and building towards something solid. You can follow those tweets at Three Count Thursday. Uh, I said this week that I thought this week's Raw was not good. You did say this this week's Raw. Did, did that was you, start. right? That was you, that was, yeah. that was That was all Jim. The previous two. High five, I, Jim. Okay. Other side. I thought that uh, the, the previous two weeks were, were really good and seemed focused. This week, I felt like I was watching a repeat of three weeks ago for the most part. Yeah. I guess and I expect saying. next week's to be even worse because next week's was taped Tuesday. It's a, it's pre-taped from the Thunderdome, you know, so I expect oh. next week's is going to be even. Yeah, I expect oh. next week's is going to be even worse. And it's sad because it's the go-home Raw to money in the bank, but it, it's it's. I think it's going to be even worse than this week. Yikes! They're just trying to hold the fort down until they get the live shows. Exactly. Once the live shows, then we're all bases covered. Let's go. Don't worry. It's only going to be a matter of time before Bronson Reed and Karrion Cross get called up, so we have more people on the roster to fight each other. Man, so that's, strike, that's strike one. <laughs> yeah, real that's... quick, real quick before you get to the AW topic, quick. Besides uh, uh, Malachi Black being the biggest pop, the big, other biggest pop of the night, it's time. Hangman Page, rocket ship. Let's go. It's yeah. time. It's overdue. Without he got his pop is huge. I think all out. I think is is you know because they don't have an actual pay per view, right? I think the next all out August. I think next the month. next fourteen weeks of Dynamite all have all different names, but all out is the next actual pay per view. Uh, late August. Yeah, correct. So, uh, yeah, I think that that's your spot. I think that's that's where you move the title. It's got to be Paige. If you don't do it now, why, why are we even here? <laughs> is is 14 weeks too long? Um, that's, that's, I mean, think about think about even in the WWE when everybody was like, oh. It's not 14 weeks. It's Braun what, Strowman. Seven weeks. No, it's oh, is it? what, seven oh. weeks. I oh, was just seven. Making, no, you said a I was, number. I took. Your... I was just making a joke that. <laughs> oh, you were the host. My apologies. La last night and the next four <laughs> I weeks, have assumed you have done that. different catchy names to them. Okay, that's none of them are paper. Fourteen weeks. It's nine weeks. Nine weeks. Nine weeks. Okay, so somewhere between seven and fourteen. Yeah. That's how the math works. Split the baby. <laughs> no, doesn't sound great. That's a magic trick. Um, Plus, a lot of people are shitting on Omega's title right anyway too. A lot of people like Omega right now. I think he's more palatable right now with Don Callis as his yes. manager than he's ever been. Right. Kenny Omega's not a promo guy. Nope. Well, that's true. I Goodbye, mean, good night, boing. Let's talk about promos for a second. And uh, what I thought was a terrific promo last night from the MMA dude from, uh, I forget what the thing was, that Jim oh, decided to not enjoy. Jake Hager? Oof. No, not undefeated Jake MMA Hager. Jake Hager. No, he is uh. a fantastic MMA dude. But the old guy, uh, who I didn't know what it was, I thought it was Adam Lavelle in the ring for a minute. Dan Severin? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, did you watch uh, AEW? I watched some of it. Steve Blackman uh, was he there? No, I was say that. No, he's the the lethal weapon. We're close. You know what? Fuck it. Never mind. I watch a show and want to talk about topics and nobody else fucking. No, who does. is it? You know what? It was that Warman. dude that was sitting with Amanda Nunez and the uh, MMA guy. 
Jorge Masvidal? War games. War games. War games. War games. I didn't hear it, Ryan, for the love of God. In war games. War games. War games. War games. Yeah, that uh, that Lambert fella. Lambert. Thanks, Lee. Of American Top Team. Thank you, Lee. Lee. Country Um, music star Miranda Lambert was there. First off, I I, (laughs) like, sure. Like, I had no clue why, like, random MMA dude that was just in the crowd is now in the ring. He said, he said the reason he was there, though. Squealing and squawking at he me. Was, he was invited to come. Right. And he, he was, was invited, invited to bring to Amanda Nunez and the other top MMA guy. Correct. Right. Jorge Masvidal. Why no did he take a microphone and then security let him through the barricade into the ring? And then Because he... Tony Schiavone let him take the microphone. Tony Schiavone has very weak fingers. And then this he... is well documented, Jim. And Matt, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to borrow your term for a minute. He honked at me for the next 12 minutes from the middle of the ring on an already jam-packed show, only in for a, a in character a, to come a, out and smack him in the face a few times and then, wa- and then walk and then walk away. The, the flippy-doo bomb. Yeah, that thing. By the way, cool. Jim, he's got a, another uh, Ryan classic uh, possible soundbite. Just missed oh, yeah. it. I'm, I must have missed it. <laughs> Which, what did I say? Oh, he was ready to come. Oh, Oh, did I say that? Yes, you did. Oops. <laughs> Mark it down. Mark it down. In what context did I say that? Doesn't well, matter. Because he's, he's ready to come. Doesn't, Doesn't matter. matter if we have our next shirt. <laughs> no, that's fine. I just, I don't, I would like to know what, what the context was because I'm not listening back to this fucking show. I've got much better things to do. <laughs> no, Let me be totally honest about that. To the people. You have nothing better to do. Ah, I will take a nap. I will <laughs> fucking. Dude, I would take a walk over having to listen to this goddamn show for two I hours. I my headphones at 11 p.m. tonight. There we go. I, I will fall right asleep to that. I will not get out of on this day. I will hear the first Alter Bridge song and be sound asleep. On this day. Dead. Um, that was great. But, I mean, I mean, good. Lance Archer has his next feud. A 70-year-old guy who started... Oh, you're so group. fucking salty. That's awesome. That, I wish there were sound salty. effects you didn't, didn't like. I just didn't like the segment. That's all. Yeah, Everybody's praising the, the promo, and I just... Why is this guy The guy said me? everything you say every single week on this yeah, podcast. He was, big Jim and he was kind of big Jim-ish. AEW is supposed to be the alternate. AEW is <laughs> real <laughs> wrestling. AEW <laughs> is this. I and I'm not seeing any of that. For God, it's not minutes. like Nikki Bella was on the mic. <laughs> well, there was stop. Well, there was star power there last night, and Men and Nunez was there too. So, yeah, they're fighter people. <laughs> oh, you stopped it. I did. I did. You can keep dancing though. All you that's, want. Un- that's unacceptable. Um, yeah, Devin here said, "Yeah, I mean, like, if you're in a wrestling crowd." Stop jumping the bird. Okay, so Devin says, I will not talk about it, and then directly talks about it. <laughs> <laughs> Typical wrestling fan. <laughs> no, absolutely. You, if you're you in stay on your crowd. side of the barricade. Let the boys and girls that are doing what they're doing stay on and theirs. Also, I mean, I know Jericho, he got he got a little bit of a shot in. I wish he would have gotten more of a shot in on the guy. Like, if you come across that line, wrestlers should be allowed to kick your ass. I'm sorry. Anybody, whether it's a Football game, baseball, any of it. If you come, if you break that threshold, they should be allowed to beat your ass. By the way, the best part of the whole thing yeah. was that was MGM's uh, reaction to that after. <laughs> that fucking long line was great. I think they both handled that really well. 
Um, you know, and to the fact that, that Jericho's like, I should have let him come in here and beat your ass. They're like, that's what I should have done. Yeah, yep, yep. Because Jericho was the guy that took the swing. So um, it was great to see professionals. Um, hi, William. Uh, it was, <laughs> I have a fan, I guess. Do you have the, the sausage t-shirt? Whatamaneuver.net, go buy one. Um, professionals doing what they can and then being able to respond quickly. Was that a sound effect? I didn't hear it. It was. Um, sausage guy. Uh, it's enormous. That doesn't even sound like me. It does. It doesn't. Take a shot in the mouth. That one. You does. know. By the way, we're one hour into the show. I've not heard one Shane McMahon reference yet. There was. Oh, there it was. If I can fucking find it, there it is. The best in the world. Jim, that one sounded longer than anyone I've heard before. But in fact, I'd love for you to edit <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, a longer. Yeah, somehow to double the Shane McMahon part. Well, I'll, I'll give that. A, I'll give that. Don't, a don't. By the way, Greg, Greg Hamilton, right? That was Greg Hamilton. Right? Yeah, it's Greg Hamilton. He's fantastic. I, I'm I'm one of the biggest Harold Finkel like stands ever, but Greg Hamilton's amazing. Just saying. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but uh, moment of the night. Besides, I wonder what happens if you say McMahon Shane. It, it, I I don't have it. You want me to make that? Back? <laughs> is, that is that reverse war? Is that reverse war games? You don't have to. Oh, reverse war games. War games. War games. War games. I guess Jim does not have a McMahon Shane sounder. That's fine. I, do, I don't. I don't. I can try to put that together. Yeah. Unnecessary. See, the good thing to me is a guest of this show, though, is that I know all the quirks of the show already. So I just kind of know what. You've yeah, done I'm, I'm right quirks ready. Appreciate that. Um, besides... Keep this up. I hope your flight's delayed. <laughs> uh, besides um, Malachi Black's debut, unless that wasn't the m- moment of the night for you, that was for me. What's 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 up there with you for the for the first show back in an arena? Who are we starting with? Uh hey, guys. start with you. Sure, we'll start with me. Uh our hero, Cody Rhodes, beating QT Marshall in a strap match to start off Dynamite. That's my moment of the night. The three-star general back at it again, doing the Lord's work, dressed like a Confederate soldier. Or, <laughs> He's my Yankee Doodle Dandy, Cody Rhodes, baby, thinking he's Sting in the middle of the ring, doing the chest pounding with his blonde hair, beating him up, going to the White Castle of Fear. Nope. It's Malachi Black kicking Arn Anderson into next century and then doing Cody the same. Yeah, wait till Cody wins that feud. That's going to be a really great moment. That will piss me the fuck off, man. (laughs) I will quit the business. Um, Matt, do you have a, a moment of the night besides Malachi Black? Um, I, I'll get to that when we do our wrestlers of the week. Ooh, a little board. Um, EJ, since you were there, well, obviously, besides Malachi, um, and I guess Hangman, you know, coming out, of course, and you know, I like do how, how they're doing this. Hopefully, continue doing this. I mean, we all assumed that was it all out, it's all out, right? Name of the uh. I could get mixed up all in or all out. Yeah, um, it's all out now. All out. All in you. was the 
pre-AEW. Oh, yeah, right, All-in is an ROH entity. Thank you. Thank you. Let this Hangman Omega thing continue to cook slowly. Tell a story. It's a lot there. And, you know, next week on Fighter Fest, Hangman's going to talk finally and, and respond to it. That was the best highlight of the, of the for me, honestly, the, the reaction to Hangman. Uh, and the Young Bucks. Honest, I'm not a big Young Bucks guy. I, you know, I, they got a lot of go-away heat, but that fucking match with them and Kingston and, and Penta was amazing. That that's yes. one of those bumps though was sick. Yes, Ryan, uh, do you have a moment? I'm so glad you've asked. Uh, <laughs> I, I I have to agree with what what EJ said there at the end. I think that Young Bucks, um, uh, Penta main event that that was so good. That was such a fun match. Um, to have back. Um, I feel like I don't want to take things away if anybody had put them on lists or wants to talk about it later. So I will just say I think the Young Bucks uh, did everything the Young Bucks are supposed to do from uh, from their entrance and attire. And uh, I loved every single minute of it. I loved it even more knowing that Jim was hating every single minute of it. Fucking um, tassels. Made, made me love it so much more. I mean, from their jaws, I loved everything about what the young bucks did last night. Uh, so, so the young bucks are well, definitely, hi, Oh, hi, hi boys. Um, <laughs> it would be, would be my next, uh, my next thing, obviously after Tommy end. I think for me, just seeing wrestling in a different venue for the first time. I mean, obviously besides WrestleMania, but for the first time since March of last year, like just seeing it in arena, seeing it, and it it was strange at first. I mean, it was like when when sports started putting fans back in the building and and really on, on to to a, a larger crowd, a more packed crowd. It was because we had gotten used to seeing you know empty backstops in in baseball and empty arenas in in basketball and the NHL and in the NFL, and you're seeing people back, and that's how we always were used to watching it. But now. We've gotten so used to tuning in every week or whatever, and seeing, uh, you know, an, an empty crowd or a or for AEW the stage or WWE obviously Performance Center or the Thunderdome, and now you're seeing it as we remember it. But it's like, wow, this is very different, and you know, readjusting to where the spotlights are and and a ramp and and hard cams are different, and everything looks different. And it was just cool. It was just cool to see wrestling in that form again um so that that was kind of my uh my number two from uh from the night this this week's smackdown is the last smackdown last smackdown in the thunderdome right. okay tomorrow um last raw pre-tape it, yeah it's next friday night uh wwe hits the road thank god two, oh, oh friday's the so technically friday's the first show live show not not the money in the bank Yes, next Friday, SmackDown okay. is the first live show, and then Money in the Bank. And is that the one in Cleveland that they're double dipping with the the festival thingy in oh, Florida? That's in, that's in a couple of weeks. Oh, that's so, in a couple. Okay, yeah, okay, a couple of weeks from now. I think the I think SmackDown next week is in Houston, correct? And then okay. Money in the Bank is in like Corpus Christi or Austin or something, and then Raw's in one of those as well. So gotcha. let's um let's pause here, and uh, we'll hear from our. Uh, from our networks, and when we come back, we'll talk Wrestler of the Week, we'll talk uh, NWO Anniversary and more. Stick with us. Three Count Thursday Live. 
Promotional consideration paid for by the following. You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com, where you can get awesome analysis on all things sports. Or check out our podcast on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, subscribe to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports, and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. Are you looking for a place to listen to your favorite music and sports? Look no further. WLSN, the Lieb Sports and Music Network, is a web-based music and sports network. Our network was created to provide authentic, high-energy entertainment through live streaming to a national audience. We play popular music while hosting podcasts from all over the world. Curious? Check us out on the web at LiebSports.com. That's L-E-E-I-B sports.com. Or find us on the TuneIn Radio app. Got Alexa? Just say, Alexa, play WLSN on TuneIn. WLSN is America's number one blog-themed sports and music network. Welcome back to Three Count Thursday. We are live July the 8th, 2021. Yeah, Tim, I saw there during the break a uh, like Las Vegas uh, news page said multiple major events in danger of being canceled because of the COVID outbreak in Las Vegas. So uh, we That's my news. That's yeah, it. We, we will obviously keep our eyes uh, on that one because um, SummerSlam is set to take place in Las Vegas uh, coming up at the end of August. So um, maybe it'll be on the move or... Uh, we will uh, we will try and keep keep our eyes peeled um, for the uh, for the future of summer. Speaking sport. of uh, breaking news, um, this is in boxing world. Tyson Fury tested positive with COVID, so the fight with him and Deontay Wilder has been postponed. Oh shit! Okay, is that a, is that a Vegas fight though? When is that fight, fight uh, taking place? Uh yeah, that I don't know. Okay, is that a former WWE guy? Yes. <laughs> on <laughs> snap call yes unfortunately yes he is t-mobile arena in paradise nevada july 24 oh okay, okay. yeah that's and let's, uh, and let's hope he stays a former we guy to the record yeah i don't i don't need him back in that well, well he was wasn't he supposed to have a feud with braun Strowman? so don't have to worry about that for now but yeah, yeah that, bye 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 have to worry about somebody on the indies is gonna well overpay for that feud <laughs> didn't uh didn't cm punk speaking of uh uh, of uh, of MMA, just uh, have one of his losses erased from his uh, oh, yeah, he's won his record ball. three, what three years after the fact because of a mar- positive marijuana test. Was it on one now? On two, well, I guess what's he's rec- what was his record now? Is it one and one? Uh, one okay, and one, I think he didn't. Okay. Who was his other loss? Mickey Gall, right? Isn't that the first mm-hmm. one? Yeah, that one, was, that, one was, that one was a quick one. That was the the everybody, that was his first one, right? Yeah, yes, hey, a for effort. That's what I say. I, I does is it though? I, I wouldn't remember when everybody he tried it, it didn't work. Move on. You know what remember I mean? when everybody thought he was a tomato can and everybody thought they were propping up Mickey Gall to to lose to CM Punk. 
<laughs> only for Mickey Gall to actually beat the dog out of CM Punk. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, there's, a, there's a lesson there about not beating down verbally your opponent too much uh, when when promoing because when you end up beating a piece of shit, you just beat a piece of shit. But if that piece of shit beats you, you what does that dead. make you? Dead. Bigger piece of shit. <laughs> All I'm right. not a very good fighter. Is what it uh, that, that's exactly what it makes you. Let's do this. Since John Moxley and Cesaro, way before Gargano, there was Savage and Roddy and Saturdays on NBC. These five guys on Facebook are gonna take a hard look. Three come Thursday, brings to you the wrestler, wrestler, wrestler on the week. All right, week number 13 into our uh, into our standings. Um... Does anybody would anybody like to go first this week? Tim, Tim got his hand raised. Tim, go ahead. So, um, I will go one to three. Okay. Uh, we're gonna lead off with my number one spot. Uh, the newly crowned, newly christened NXT Women's Tag Team Champions Io Shirai and Zoe Stark beating the way. Um, regardless of whether or not uh, Tegan Knox had anything to do with it, it's uh, still impressive. Uh, title wins still matter, and uh, good for good for Zoe Stark and uh, Io Shirai as well. Uh, number two, the, the aforementioned from our last segment, Young Bucks uh, picking up a hard-earned victory over uh, Eddie Kingston and Penta Esero M. Uh, in the street fight at, uh, was it Road Rager? Correct. I think that's what it was called. Road Rager. My number three is, uh, it is the salute to the independents, and there's actually an independent star, uh, at least worthy of uh, being talked about, at least in my eyes for now. Did you know that there's an independent wrestling promotion known as ICW, and they are a deathmatch promotion? And in that, there is a championship called the American Deathmatch Championship. And the holder of that title defended their title three times in two days. John Wayne Murdoch uh, successfully defended his title over the 4th of July weekend, the 3rd and the 4th, three times, two days. Uh, That's a lot of death folks and uh so the duke of hardcore picking up my third place option for this week is that really his nickname john wayne murdoch the duke of hardcore yes love it love it duke, uh duke, duke, duke. <laughs> that'd be a great somebody ought to ought to cover that somebody should do that uh duke anybody hardcore anybody want to go next i i can uh I could go next, I suppose. Okay, go ahead. Um, Tim, I'm curious. When you said you're going to go one to three, did you say one, two, three, or one, two, three? Ah. I went. Did you, you went. I went one, two, three, but by getting from one, two, three, you have to go one, two, three. Appreciate that clarification. My head now. <laughs> I will go three, math. two, one by going three, two, one. 
Uh, and and with I guess without Mark here, I'll try to add a little bit of Markism so everybody can play along with that. Um, so oh my. my my number three um, was Eo Shirai and Zoe Deschanel. Um, they are the new NXT Tag Team Women's Champions of the Ladies Division. Um, my number two is uh, is Chris Jericho. I loved his promo that he cut. I loved everything about that segment with him oh. and MJF. Um, I'm not sure there's many on the stick better than Chris Jericho, and and that's going to be highlighted, I think, with their welcome back um, to the road in front of different live audiences every night. Chris Jericho can always play to a different crowd. Um, the guy is an absolute performer, um, so he did a great uh, a great promo. Uh, what was it? Stranger Danger, Road Rager, something like that. Um, Road Rager. Last night on on the AEW. Uh, and then my number one would be Mariachi Black uh, and his debut uh, on AEW. Um, again, the 30-day, it's a great surprise. So for AEW to, to be able to hide a surprise um, like Tommy End, who the commentary knew who Tommy End was, but also knew who Malachi Black was and made a, um, I best never really informed uh, JR that it would be Malachi Black because he only called him Tommy End. Um but I think uh, I feel like uh, Excalibur did a really good job saying like that is Tommy Yen, but that's not the man who stands here today. So uh, a little bit curious if you've not watched Tommy Yen's promo, but if if you've watched the Instagram videos, uh, it fills in a lot of the gaps uh, for you. So uh, Malachi Mariachi Black, my number one wrestler of the week. Somebody just retweeted that GIF of when uh, was that Ricky Morton went through the the top and middle rope against uh xbox back in the day or some random jobber that looked like he was part of the rock and roll express when they leaped through the and just went straight to the floor do you guys have any idea what i'm talking about can you retweet it from our site and then yeah. i will take a look at it yeah our uh let's see i'm gonna re i'm retweeting it right now it has been this retweeted. Is the at three count thursday which is where at everybody should count. be following <laughs> it is and uh it's from the uh 90s wwe account and it is it is still one of the most goddamn That is things. Chris Hambrick. Okay. But it is it is just one of the most goddamn funny things in the entire world. Because I think he went I think I assume he went to like springboard off the middle rope. Nope. I feel like he's done that spot a couple that times. That is his spot. It, oh, he just does spot, that? Yeah. yeah. So what, what X Pac kicks him and he gets he goes flying through. Wow. Well, that looks it, like yeah. Barry Hardy. It uh, it cracks me up. What a time. what a great! Oh my moment. god, I'm seeing it now. It cracks me up every time. Oh my god! What a what a Ooh, that's a that's what? a tough spot. That's a flat back on those what? blue pads. What a maneuver! <laughs> <laughs> if y'all want, if y'all want to see another crazy bump, go back and watch the 2000 Royal Rumble. Kai and Ty, the through line is Kai and Ty keeps running in on the Royal Rumble. Okay. And the last time they come in, Taka Michinoku does get sent for like a 450 over the top rope and face plants on the floor. Ooh, right on the it's face. It's awesome. Ooh, okay. Because they show it like five times on. Yeah, they sure did. <laughs> All right. Um, Matt, EJ, either you guys want to go next? You want me to go next? Dude, this this thing is sick. <laughs> I guess I'm watching it. I'll go next. I'll go okay, next. Sorry. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. It's totally fine. Uh, I'll go next with my three. Um, I'll start uh, at number three, Malachi Black making his debut uh, in AEW. Surprise debut uh, that that 
uh, nobody saw coming. Um, like everybody said, it's it's hard to uh, make surprises in wrestling anymore uh, right now. My number two is uh, Kevin Owens qualifying for Money in the Bank in a great um, last man standing match on SmackDown uh, last Friday night. Him and Sami Zayn. Uh, I mean, those guys have had a million matches together and somehow they still make them interesting. Never gets uh, old, too. So, yeah, um, well done by Kevin Owens. My number one new NXT women's tag team champions, uh, Io Shirai and uh, Zoe Stark. So, um, yeah, I mean, you had the the, the return of Tegan Knox. Almost, I, I, I almost kind of put it at, at number two because of the distraction finish, but um, I, I think the, the title changing hands um, deserves a number one spot there. Uh, Matt watching this shit. I can't stop watching it. <laughs> Matt, or e- Matt or EJ, who wants to go next? I'll, I'll go. Go. Okay, go, ahead. go ahead. All right, I'm going to go 2 3 1 here. Perfect. <laughs> uh, so, my number two spot, we had EO and Zoe, big title win. Um, always have to reward the titles when you're making your top threes, which is why my number one, which I will get to later it's also a title match third is the malachi black debut i thought it was fantastic um never going to complain about seeing cody take a shot <laughs> uh and number one match of the night in my opinion uh on AEW was the young bucks um i can see people having an issue with it it was a little over the top but i think you you need to see that when you have those street fight type of matches and i think it delivered in that aspect. So that was my number one. Plus it's a title match. Plus I know Jim hates the young bucks. So I really wanted to get them <laughs> on the list this week, get them some points. Get them I, them to the top. I, I will say this. It was uh it was a, it was a really, really fun main event. It was really well done. Um, yeah. Matt, you, you're not Matt, a Cody guy. Right. Ryan. Matt, you're not a, you're not a Cody guy. Not, not necessarily lately. Um, I really enjoyed him in WWE and I enjoyed him at the start of AEW, but at this point it's just kind of a bit too much. A bit. Yeah, we'll, we'll call it a bit too much. Uh, EJ, you're a three. I'll close it out here. I, I'm going to go Thrace, Deuce, Uno. Okay. Uh, number three, I'm going to give them three spots to MSK. That match with them and Thatcher versus Thatcher and Ciampa was a fucking banger. Loved it. Um, number two, Adam Cole, Bebe. Uh, part two, of uh, him in uh, Kyle O'Reilly, you know, Kyle cool cow. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, that was. I mean, it, the rubber match obviously is probably going to come at some point, right? I mean, I don't know how soon, maybe, but that was a great match, man. Adam, man, maybe Adam Cole really is the greatest NXT superstar world. I don't know. I'm I'm buying into that shit now. I'm Adam Cole. St- I got made fun of on my show for this shit, but I, I'm a I'm a big Adam Cole guy. And, Boom. Here go. <laughs> so, and number Ryan, one, Ryan of course, Twitter. I mean, we burned this out already, though, but number one, Malachi Black, Alistair Black, Tommy Yen, you name who the fuck his name is, husband of Cena uh, Vega. Uh, I mean, again, this, he just had to be there to see the reaction. It was just sick. I mean, just the crowd, and it was so authentic. That's, that's, that's the thing. We don't see, you know, you don't see surprises like that anymore. So when you get those, you, you really take them in and really appreciate them. So, that's my three. Tim, did we did we count marks this week, or does he not count because he's not on the air? He's not here. He's an intern. He doesn't count. Damn, love it. 
Um, he lost his name last week. He lost his voter privileges today. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Uh, say, Tim, where does that leave us for the uh, week, and where does that leave us for the year? First place points, uh, 14 points going to the team of Io Shirai and Zoe Stark. They are our wrestlers of the week. In second is the former Aleister Black, the former Tommy End, the current Malachi Black. At third, it's Nick and Matt, the young bucks. Thing sucks! And... In a three-way tie for fourth, each receiving one point towards the year-end totals is Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens, and Adam Cole. Baby. And for the year, a new contender has snuck their way into the top five. Uh, Roman Reigns still has a strangle stranglehold on the top spot, staying the head of the table. The uh, end-all, be-all, the ua man, Mr. ua ah himself, 34 points. Kenny Omega second. Killer Karrion Cross is tied for third with Bianca Belair. And at fifth, Jungle Boy has a lady friend oh. in Zoe Stark. Wow. No. In the top five. Nice. I feel like Mark has consistently put Zoe in his top three. I guess (laughs) you could say she's the new girl. Oh, I like that. Mute him. (laughs) Good. God. I feel kind of shocked. And Saturdays on NBC, these five guys on Facebook are gonna take a hard look. Recount Thursday brings to you the wrestler, wrestler, wrestler on the week. All right. Oh, shit. We have a uh, the three count question of the week. So as we continue, yeah, Ryan, why do you act surprised by that every week? <laughs> I feel like you had a comment on the Twitter feed, Jim. No, he didn't. I'm not. Uh, I don't think I'm allowed. Yeah, you're you goddamn right. right you're allowed to. No, not no. That them's the rules, right? If you want to say, you can literally just say it. Go ahead, say it. Nothing to say. All right. Um, Thank you for sending the three count question of the week. I appreciate that. Look at this showed up. Uh... Student of the game, Kyle Nash, <laughs> the Homeland Security Wall. <laughs> Damn. That's, that's not a five. But our question of the week this week is we continue to uh, support the American independence, independent wrestling. Um, we asked you, and, and we're going to go around the room here, what is your favorite uh, indie wrestling promotion right now uh, in the U.S.? And... Uh, Ryan, you look like your hand's almost raised. Let's kick it off with you. Oh, I had an itch. Still counts. All right, what was the question again? I wasn't listening. (laughs) I hate this show so much sometimes. Favorite independent wrestling promotion, Ryan? I would have to say, and a lot of this is, is a lot of personal bias. For me, and that's that's understandable. I would uh, have to give the nod for my favorite uh, independent professional wrestling promotion is the show that given me uh, 
my first start in, in independent professional wrestling as a commentator. So I would say Atomic Championship Wrestling uh, and later ACW and Rogue Women Warriors. Uh, excuse me. Um, uh, like I said, gave him my, my start. My, my first show was uh, with them December of 2016. So we're pushing five years, uh, pandemic be damned. Um, with, uh, with with ACW, they've, they've allowed me to... Um, you know, call some matches for for some really really cool people. Uh, a lot of people that I met and I feel like I've become friends with through the independent scene. Um, you know, I was able to call matches for you know people that you're seeing on television right now: Britt Baker, Nyla Rose, uh, Penelope Ford, Rich Swan, uh, Thunder Rosa, things, people like that. Uh, people that uh, you know, stars of of yesteryear, if you will, uh, legends, uh, Jazz, uh, the Sandman, um, to name a few, and a lot of really really great. Um, up and coming uh, and established independent wrestling stars, uh, you know, people from Ring of Honor, um, Vita Von Star, Tony Deppen, Colby Carino, uh, Lufisto, all these people have had a, uh, you know, I, I was able to call matches for them and uh, and hopefully create a little bit of uh, a little bit of magic and be part of a little part of the show. So, uh, you know, I would have to say Atomic Championship Wrestling would be my favorite independent wrestling promotion. Cool. Matt or Tim, do you guys want to go next? Let's have EJ go next. <laughs> well, yeah, apparently you pissed him off, Ryan. I, get over I, can, it. I can go next. I didn't know that. I thought it was your favorite indie promotion. I thought it wasn't, you know, take five minutes to pat yourself on the back <laughs> for the matches that you called. <laughs> Yo, man, let him cook. Let him run man, that victory let me lap. Let for a few minutes here. Victory lap, baby. <laughs> It's all good. It's all good. I can go. Go. All right, Tim. Go ahead. So, unfortunately, my favorite promotion doesn't exist anymore. And probably for good riddance, for good reason. So, I have had to adjust. And my current favorite promotion is... Absolute intense wrestling out of Ohio. Um, they have a lot of great young stars like uh, Joshua Bishop, Matthew Justice. Uh, they've got uh, great tag teams to infinity and beyond. The main event, not to be confused with the other main event you're seeing with the lion face guy and the other guy. Um, but AIW, fantastic promotion. Uh, I'm actively going out of my way to watch all of their events as they come about on independentwrestling.tv. Um, but if I had to pick a second, well, I don't have to pick a second, but if this, per if, if the LVAC ran more concurrently than like their one or two, three shows a year, it would absolutely be the LVAC. That's the group that did uh, the wrestling at the drive-in theater uh, a month or so ago. Um, uh, those that the guys one that did are... the the big Calyx show. Mm, heavyweights? No. Or heavy? Oh, that, oh, okay, that wasn't. That okay. is Camp Leapfrog. Okay, that's who I was thinking of. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yep. Camp Leapfrog's really cool too. Like, there's a lot of. Because I feel like right now, as I'm kind of biding time for Jim to get back, 
Um, we can move on. He, we yeah, don't need Jim to survive. Sure. I'm not going to lie to it. you. Let I'm me just ready. ask you the 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 Go one ahead. that is no longer around. Was that the one that you maybe had worked for, or no, the the, no. the bigger brother of that? The the dad of that. Okay. Yeah, Chikar. I'm happy to. Say, I'll, I'll happily say Chikar. Yeah, yeah. Papa Chikar. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fun one. Um, I think in terms of current promotions that I would say my favorite is MCW. Ryan, you and I have been to a couple of those. Um, I think they always just have a pretty solid card for indie cards as, as far as it goes. I like the atmosphere having like an actual arena. Not that there's anything wrong with the wrestling in the fire halls. It's a fun experience as well, but sometimes to get that change of scene and go to an actual like arena. <laughs> Other is, side is of a flea fun. market. <laughs> right. Um, but, you know, at least there's like not doors opening and closing as you watch the show, stuff like that. So um, I think MCW does a fantastic job in terms of balance too, um, bringing in big names, uh, both current and former, as well as building up their own talent. You can see a lot of great wrestlers now who came up through MCW just because of the training that they all do together as well. So it's a really tight faction. And I think it's, it's a lot of fun. If you ever get the chance to go and see a show in Joppa, I would highly recommend making that trip not far from where we are in central pa probably not far from where you are either tim so probably a little too far for you ej but if you're ever in, <laughs> if you're ever in the maryland area and mcw's running i would recommend and i'll tell you what to, to catch joppa maryland this time of year is really a treat yeah i'm sure i'm sure really i think sure. they're they have a show coming up again right uh they do yep um july 24th i believe all right very uh, good they're on the show um ej do you want to give yours well i've never been an independent guy to be honest with you Oof. i've always been mainstream wrestling from where to go good it's month only... for you to join us <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> it's only in the last year and a half now where i've started to slowly look at some of the you know the guys the daniel bryans of the world you know obviously rest in peace Brody lee luke harper you know watching their old run shakara watch some old ring of honor stuff that I'm starting to appreciate that. So, so I, I, I promised myself recently I'll, I'll make an effort now moving forward. Start watching more Ring of Honor. I'm starting to watch a little Impact, a little bit here and there, um, things of that nature. Although I don't know, do you, do we still consider those independent rest, wrestling um, promotions? Well, let's, now? Let's, let's hold on to that because yeah. that that's kind of a sidebar to this that that came up in the uh, in the social media. Um, for me, um, mine um, is. Is, is probably you know in in kind of similar reasons to, to Ryan and unfortunately like these companies are either no longer around or or no longer or not currently uh, running again pandemic be damned uh, hopefully uh, in the coming months there'll be um, atomic shows and and but for me like PWE um, Pro Wrestling Empire you know again I never when we started out this journey you know with seven years ago or whatever it was I never thought i'd be calling at calling matches and then we go ahead and, and we're calling all crazy sorts of matches and and we're crazy matches like what jim i don't know it's like some cage matches and there was a chamber of hell matches i believe one of those i think and uh... did you guys happen to call a war games match hey that's the one in war games 
War games. War games. War games. I I can't I can't tee myself I can't tee myself up. But that's, that's you weren't teeing yourself I up. I was Zoa. You guys just want to be um, in head. EJ, you know if you say it backwards and say game wars, there's not a clip for that. Games, games, games. But you know, uh, Lancaster Championship Wrestling and and what turned into Keystone Pro Wrestling for a few months, uh, you know, that gave us some some pretty cool memories as well, um, and some not so great ones at the near the end there. But it, you know, it is what it is, and and. Um, but it's it's been part of our you know part of our story part of our uh journey through uh through the indies here in uh, in central pa devin says classic championship wrestling ccw uh and then he said um you know company is not around anymore keystone and, and lancaster uh as well I mean, you know that's kind of how we met devin so um but um yeah let's let's go to that let's go to that little side topic because there was real quick i just just want to you know shout out the the lancaster and central pennsylvania region there for a while that was really a hotbed of of great independent professional wrestling um you know it was near the end it was the uh near the end of kpw but uh you had the pro wrestling empire running out of harrisburg you had legacy wrestling um that was running out of uh the Mannheim, yeah, the, the yeah. Mannheim Lancaster area. You had CCW um, that was running CCW's near Harrisburg. Around Valor, still around. Valor running out of York. You had uh, CCW running the the Harrisburg and Lebanon markets. Uh, there was there was so much professional wrestling. Uh, Atomic Championship Wrestling kind of still the one still standing. Um, SWO, again, hasn't, hasn't run shows around. The SWL out of Red Lion. That's um, where we met uh, DiBiase. Correct, correct. I mean, there's just so much, and there still is a lot today. Um, companies like um, the Pro Wrestling Empire kind of shifted gears and started doing uh, stage shows. Uh, Legacy Wrestling has has folded. Um, but for kind of from the ashes, we've seen uh, A Night to Remember get launched on, on a yearly event, um, you know, run by um, one of the gentlemen that ran Legacy Wrestling. Um, and uh, Kevin Murphy? Uh, Kevin Murphy, right, from... from uh, PWE. From Hollywood's finest from PWE Hollywood's fame, finest. right? So, uh, a lot of a lot of really cool opportunities to still catch independent professional wrestling, and uh, who knows, indies could pop up at any time. Yeah, for sure. Um, but the, the the question came up um, in a, in a comment on, on Facebook um, that somebody had answered New Japan, somebody had answered Ring of Honor, um, and personally. You know, I said I'm not going to fight anybody on it, but personally, I don't. I don't. Good boy, did I fight him? <laughs> no, I actually didn't. Uh, Facebook and not Twitter. Um, oh, oh, okay. But I don't. I don't think Ring of Honor, New Japan, Impact Wrestling, those those are not indies, right? I, like, in, in, like I don't view them as indies. Of of those three, the indie ish of those three, I think would be Ring of Honor. Um, Probably. I understand that. Right. But I feel like they run their model similar to an independent wrestling promotion where there are a lot of somebody like you have somebody like Tony Deppen, who is an independent wrestler at, at his core as one of their champions in their promotion. 
Um, so that's that's a champion that's not locked to like an exclusive contract. Um, I think MLW never gets brought up in these conversations because you see a lot of exclusivity with right. their contracts, and that's why MLW doesn't get brought up in the independent conversations. So Ring indeed, of Honor, right? you can make the argument that if they're going to be utilizing independent wrestlers on the regular, that they would have um, a claim to some level of, of independent wrestling, even though they're owned by Sinclair and, and broadcast on television. I think the argument could be made, and I see where people could make that argument. That Wait. is a shitty answer because I'm not telling you one way or the other my feelings, but I can see where people come from. AEW utilizes independent wrestlers all the time. I'm just going to say that. And you wouldn't call AEW an independent. You wouldn't call the WWE an independent for doing tryouts and dark matches either. No, but AEW uses independent talent on their televised programming every well, I mean, which is WWE called AEW what dark matches on occasion as well with independent talent right but dark ryan i i i see what you're saying man but dark is i mean yes it's on youtube but that is one of their that is one of their programming that accounts to you know that wins and loss thing that apparently matters yeah. correct do you know where Rosa? like the term dark probably comes from there are dark what? matches Oh, I, I get that, but they're not in the sense that they count towards their standings and their wins and loss. Right. Which Correct. They no different than matter. when Lady Frost uh, lost to Asuka on Raw. That was still a W for Asuka. Like because thought- WWE does not uh, categorize right. wins and losses. AW Dark is considered a second show. Like it's literally like they somewhat push storylines on there too. Mm-hmm. You're considered a second show. Whoa. <laughs> That's why it was this. Yeah, I, I had to look at. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what we're yelling I about. The, I, I guess the main issue. It's reverse here, of how I'm thinking about it. I guess the main issue right here really is defining what is a independent uh, circuit. Because 10, 15 years ago, I would have said Ring of Honor probably independent. New Japan probably independent. They're really not. I mean, they really have their own commerce going. They have their own thing going. Does now, when does people go in there? But... Means? I feel like... like I feel like people think New Japan's an independent because they don't watch New Japan, uh, <laughs> and they're just they're just like I don't know what that is, so that must be uh, an independent. <laughs> like, if you're said... looking at you, Jim, like 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 I'm not the, last... the one that said they're independent. In the last thirty years, you would have said who are not independent? Okay, WWF is not independent. WWE is not independent. Obviously, NWA, WCW is not independent. Uh, AEW is not independent. If you're on TV, in other words, if you're on cable television or having pay-per-views that, you know, with, with the high buy rates, all that, you're not independent. And it's a lot more complicated now. Does it does it come down to ownership? Like by ownership, do you mean how deep the owner's pocket is? No, I mean Ring of Honor is owned by one of the, the, the like the biggest broadcasting groups that's out there. Sinclair, Sinclair right? Yeah, they're not they're not owned by the company. So like MLW, that's Court Bauer owns that, right? Like so that would be considered an independent, right? Or is MLW not considered independent to you guys? That's the thing. No one we can't. No one can define it. You're the host. Define it for us. (laughs) (laughs) To me, to me, an independent promotion does not sign wrestlers to contracts. Okay. I think that's 
kind of what it boils down to like at all. So their entire roster is independent. They're not exclusive to. Yeah, there's that. no exclusivity. So they're right. independent contractors. Technically, all wrestlers are independent contractors. I'm not saying anything. You're if. That's a great point by Lee there. Yeah, uh, ROH is a TV deal. MLW now. Uh, Impact also too has a TV deal. Access. So Impact, when Impact didn't have a TV deal and was just on like Twitch, were they an independent at that time? You could argue no. that. No. No. Because okay. they had they had exclusive contracts. Okay. Yes. It's because they, I think it comes down to the exclusive contracts. I agree. I would say that's fair. Yeah, I think that makes more sense than. So once one person is exclusively signed. And I'm not trying to say one person to be a smartass, but that would be the deal breaker for you. This person is only no. working. Here. Okay. No, because to me, I would a, say a roster. Every time you say to now. me, I hear you say Tamina, just no. as a by the way. So just to finish me, the name. To me. Tamina. Tamina. Um, nobody's Mina than Tamina. And if Let me it's tell one you about person. Her father. If it's one person, an indie promotion could easily use that as a ploy. Like, for example, um, I'm trying to think of, a, like, for example, back in the day when Ring of Honor, if Ring of Honor came out and said, we have signed CM Punk to an exclusive contract, everyone would be like, yep, that's our guy. Or some or this is before Sinclair, obviously. But like if your local independent signed their biggest star, that like their world champion. Yeah, that doesn't make them not independent. It just means the one guy is saying he's loyal to this. So like LCW back in the day, if they had signed Rhino to you know who was their champion like that doesn't make them not independent rhino Correct. had kids that he had to he did have feed, so i don't know if one one booking would do it i don't i don't know i would say if you have a roster of signed talent that's when you get to the point that you're beyond an independent company yeah i i would agree with that i would agree with that it could still think, utilize independent talent sure. I yeah, think Tim really came close to okay. defining it, really honestly, what you just said there. Right, because like Tony Deppen obviously is is uh, the is he the TV champion currently yeah. for for ROH? So you know, obviously he's he independent. But um, you know, a guy like Dan Housen, he can't he he can work indie shows, but he can't work on any other show on television because that's part of his deal with with ROH. Right. Okay. I like. I. I think that's. I think that's a good. So, yeah, like your ROH Impact New Japan, not Indies. MLW, not Indies. Good. Any other? Any other thoughts on on independent wrestling? Independent wrestling promotions. Have we talked about how much we love the Sea Stars tonight? No, we've we not, have not. Unfortunately, we have not. Probably think, no time then. Yeah, we'll we'll probably we'll probably uh, get to that next week, or Mark will. Uh, ramble on about that next week. Um, Real quick, just as, as a piggyback to this, what do you think is the biggest independent company in the United States is today? Hmm. 
I couldn't tell you that one. Tough. I mean, GCW's getting huge. That's the name at the top of my list as well. Yeah. I is, mean, P- is PWG still running? Are they, they running just, shows soon? Yep, they just announced they're going to be running Mystery Vortex. And I'm assuming they're probably behind the eight ball with California uh, and, and, and the pandemics and, and things of that nature. But what GCW has been able to do you know, and hit the ground running coming out of the pandemic has just been absolutely. Whew. I'd say PWG is probably the only thing. It's it's those two. Those two. I would think. But I think PWG being gone for so long really hurts them. It might. I think so too. And I think when you have, and I'm not going to compare the, the wrestling stylings of pro wrestling gorilla and, and GCW, but you can get that very super indie feel in a lot of GCW matches as well. Then arts involving panes of glass and uh, thousands of light tubes that they, they can put on really, really good professional wrestling matches too. So <laughs> probably one of those two. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Um, beyond maybe. Oh, beyond's yeah. real big. That's a good one. Beyond. Um, does NWA do exclusive contracts? Yes. Okay. I wasn't I honestly wasn't sure as I was just thinking through that. Um Okay. I mean obviously some of their talent is shared. Sure. For I think for the benefit of the NWA. Thunder Rosa, for example. Right, we've seen Serena Deeb uh, wrestle right, Mickey right. James, Nick Aldis. All this has has bounced around, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Yesterday was the twenty fifth anniversary of um, Bash of the Beach '96. Of course, when uh, Hulk Hogan uh, turned, um, revealed himself as the third man, and that um, that kind of made me think uh, a segment we haven't done in a, in a few weeks. Um, so there was obviously some, some rumor and innuendo to, to steal from, uh, the Bruce Pritchard show, mm-hmm. uh, over, over the years, other people that could have been press. The, the third man, but what if Hulk Hogan wasn't the third man would, um, who do you think would have been or should have been the third man if it wasn't Hulk Hogan? And if it wasn't Hulk Hogan, does the NWO have the impact that it did? Because, like, I mean, just the 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 Hogan heel turn. I, I I don't think there's a bigger heel turn in the history of wrestling. It's not even close. I, not even close. I, I really don't. To see Hulk Hogan go from you know red <clears throat> yellow to Hollywood Hogan and and to, to form the NWO. Uh, th- there's there's not a heel turn bigger in my opinion if if you think there's one feel free to 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 give that opinion as well but if if hogan's not the third man who do you who do you think it is and and is it as impactful are we still talking about the nwo in the same way 25 years later mabel <laughs> 
fucking Tim Alovey, man. <laughs> Mabel. <laughs> Mabel. No. Um, let, me, let me take it real quick. Sure, go ahead. For the record, what you said is 1,000% accurate. It's Hogan is, I mean, close. Because you have to understand the culture. Uh-oh, someone's awake. Someone's awake. Oh, no. <laughs> We're going to get another Hi, run in again. Somebody else take it real quick so I can calm him down. Sure, go ahead. Anyway, want it? Yeah, I will say the name on the NWO line says Hogan. But the name is Horace Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> Horace Hogan joins the NWO, and we talk about it for three and a half weeks. <laughs> and we never talk about the NWO ever again. <laughs> or a slogan. Okay, I think I'm gonna sell down. Um, the only person that could have had a remotely somewhat impact, not even close to Hogan, by the way, for record. I don't, I don't think anyone could because of the. You have to understand how big Hogan was and what he meant to the business at that time. Even though his star was somewhat waning when he came to WCW '94, he was still Hulk Hogan. I, I don't care who you are. If, if you, if you, casual fan, non, non fan. You think pro wrestling, who's first name of the men? Hulk Hogan, period, in discussion. The only person that would have made sense to do that was, was, was Sting. It would have probably made sense. It would have had an impact within the WCW um, and whatnot. It, would, it wouldn't have the cultural impact as much because, let's face it, even though Sting is, is, is a well-known, you know, in within the WCW realm, he's not, unless you're watching WCW product, which... Honestly, I really wasn't. I knew who he was, but I wasn't watching it. No, you know, at the, you know, consistently, it would have the impact. Hulk Hogan's well known everywhere, everywhere, and that not only exploded WCW, it exploded pro wrestling as a whole. And you look at all the ratings across the board, not just WCW, WWF too. It exploded. Yeah, for the next four or five years. Absolutely. That's why when I, you know, switch one with Terry Bollea, switch one with Hulk Hogan. You know, why you feel about him today? When I'd say you have to be a complete fucking moron if you say the Hulk Hogan's up on Mount Rushmore because he's the only guy that's changed the business twice. Not once, yeah. twice. Hulkamania, because you don't get WrestleMania with Hulkamania. That goes right. hand in hand. And then the next, you know, you know, a decade later with the NWO, that doesn't work as much without Hogan in discussion. So the only guy would be Sting. Would be the only guy that could have somewhat of an impact. It would definitely impact the WCW's bottom line. Sure. I don't know if it would have the, the cultural impact in the same way because he wasn't as well known a name as Hogan was. That's fair. Tim or Matt, you guys want to? Uh, who wants to go next? I can go. Sure. Um, I don't think he could have been Sting because of the fact that even though Sting was the name that was floated around internally as being the third man, the NWO makes sense, especially in that iteration as being outside in people. So people who have ties to WWF, which makes me think that it's the people who would have been best fits as third men would have been Sting's teammates at Bash at the Beach being Lex Luger and Randy Savage. Right. Um, but as e EJ said, it's got to be Hogan. Like the, the amount of 
the the amount that the needle turned for Hulk, not just being the third man of the NWO, but like being a villain. Yeah. <laughs> in general, being a villain is way beyond belief. Like, <clears throat> can I just say real quick? Like my experience of watching next, I watched it in real time. I was so shocked. I was so shocked about when he turned that it didn't even hit me until the next night on Nitro. And I watched Nitro I'm like, oh, okay. He really is doing this shit. He, this is yeah. going to happen. That, that's how stunned it was. It took me 24 hours to process the whole thing. And yeah. after Nitro, when he throws Rey Mysterio into the, when he throws Mysterio into the uh, trailer and all that and the takeover, then it hit me. That's how stunned it was in the moment. Again, we talk about surprises. We don't get those anymore. That is by far the biggest surprise in history of wrestling. That was the that was the first time I ever got a WCW pay per view. Wow! Because you know I I grew up a WWF guy, but I was I was already buying into well who's the third man going to be? You know we we had seen Razor Ramon and Diesel show up, and why why are they there? And they're telling us there's going to be this third guy. Yeah. Who's going to be the third guy? And so I, I, it was the day after my birthday. So I let, I convinced that was, that's what I got for my birthday that year for my parents is I wanted to, <laughs> I, I, I wanted to see W and holy shit. I mean, it's, it's, it's a moment that changed everything. Um, and yeah, for me, like it, it's, it, it's gotta be Hogan. I, I, I don't think there's anybody, you know, and, and Tim, you, you bring up a great point, kind of the outside outside guys looking in thing uh, of why it couldn't be sting. You know, the, the only other name that I had, was a sting or Luger, but I, I don't, I don't think it has the impact No, because the, the impact of it was the fact that Hulk Hogan, who was the WWF guy and always carried the flag for the company. And then he came over to WCW and he was going to be the guy that was going to lead the WCW charge. And then all of a sudden he turns his back and goes, with those WWF guys that are wired, we still don't really know why they're here, right? Um, and and it, yeah, I mean, for for Hogan to right. become a bad guy, L Luger, never couldn't made sense. Luger couldn't work because Luger has done it before. Luger has been both sides of the aisle. He's been the sure. face. It would work. Sting would have worked within the WCW construct only because of the fact that it's WCW. But Hogan represents something bigger than just a promotion. Okay, Hulk Hogan was bigger than the World Wrestling Federation. He was bigger than Vince Man. I don't think people comprehend that today because now, for the first time, there's no breakout star where Vince can't control. Hogan was the one guy you could not control. Period. Discussion. Yeah. And Hogan again, the outside impact, the NWO T-shirts. It, it was wildfire, dude. It was wildfire. Matt, your uh, your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I when you posed the question, I couldn't think of any, anyone else that that would make sense. So it has to be Hogan. Um, it's, it's definitely the biggest turn. Um, I don't think we'll ever see anything like it again, to be honest. Um, it, the only person that could even come close was Cena. I don't think they'd ever do that at this point in his career. So it's there's no way of forecasting that any moment is ever going to be as big as that moment was. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think there's a face big enough that would send the shockwaves of, of that yeah. person turning... I mean, Roman Reigns was the next closest thing. Yeah, and he's hit an absolute home run being a heel by himself. 
that that we would never see it. Uh, Randy Hogan would be another name. Jobber Randy Hogan could easily slide in and uh, and fill fill the void if if Hulk was not available. I actually so, was, was in a um in a Twitter discussion yesterday about if there was anybody in to, like today's fan. Somebody said today's fan will never understand what the Hogan turn was. And I think Charlie had responded. The only one that the, the listener of the show, Charlie, had, had said the only person that comes close for today's fan would be John Cena. And he's correct. And, and yeah, like the the the, the, the debate started because the person was like, "Well, Cena, it doesn't even come close." I'm like, to, "To today's fan, it does," because today's fan doesn't didn't live through Hawkamania and didn't. Jim, I don't think it does. Uh, I don't it, think it does. It does it's four years ago, thing, not though. today's fan. Four well, no. years ago, okay. fan. Right, 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 right. Right. What, they, what they meant with today's fan was was the generation that didn't that didn't watch Hogan and and, and live that turn in, in twenty five and under. No. So yeah, so it's it's people that kind of came up with John Cena as their top baby face. Okay, I apologize. But I mean, in retrospect, did like. Cena was a 50-50 character for the bulk of his career. Was Hogan a 50-50 character? No. No. Hogan was white me baby face and yeah, so I don't I don't even know. Like I said John Cena and I still don't think that that Now Matt, that's, do you mean that's a fair point. the crowd or turn the turn the character? Cuz you mean, I mean you get booed a lot too also, but That's what I was saying is more of like cuz Cena was a heel towards the people that already didn't like him. So it, it's right, kind of like sure. he was already doing the job the doctor of thugonomics wasn't a face gimmick at all i mean he would run down the town he was in rapping that's a great point matt yeah that's a great point it's hogan's not even close the difference the the only thing that came even close at all for today's fan to understand like if cena would have made that hard turn that, that that people wanted to wanted him to what five years ago or so right did you just destroy a fingernail on that see you in hell water yeah (laughs) <laughs> that sounded violent. I heard yeah, that one too. Oh, I we all felt that. I We've honestly all believe, been there. I honestly believe right now the only one that comes closer right now that we've seen impact really with the rest community is what what we're seeing right now, Roman Reigns. Yeah, but, and then, even, I mean, but even then it's not even close to Hogan though, because again, yeah. the cultural aspect. Well, and the unfortunate big. thing is when, when he had his turn, we're we're in the midst of a thunderdome pandemic era you know so his turn didn't that return and 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 heel turn for for roman didn't happen in real time in a real crowd that's true that's a good point you know the biggest heel turn over the last i don't know the exact number of years but it's got to be when seth joins leaves the shield that's a good one yeah Yeah, that that was that that is the a big turn in general, yeah. Within the wrestling parlance, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a good yeah, point. Yeah, that's a huge one, actually. And, and that doesn't, I mean, again, none of these come anywhere close to, uh, you know, e- even like the, the times when like, you know, Triple H turned on Shawn Michaels with DX or, or any of those, like those felt big for that moment. But like none of that stuff ever ever comes close. But what is like what is the number two heel turn? Can you think of like what the next biggest heel turn w- would be after the Hogan? Because like I think we all agree there's there's nothing nothing bigger than than the Hogan turn. Like that that is the number one. And like I, I couldn't 
Is it Andre turning on Hulk at WrestleMania for WrestleMania three? Oh man, that's that's that might be a good one. Yeah, the only other one that popped into my head was Vince being the leader of the corporate mystery ministry. Oh uh, yeah, it's me, Austin, son of a yeah. bitch. Yeah. What about uh, when... the Batista moment? But that was With, uh, that was a face turn for Randy. Yeah, that was, yeah, because that was. Oh, correct. They were heels to begin with, and then they were booting Randy out. That's a yeah. good point. Um, what about the Road Warriors turning on Dusty? I mean, it, we have to go into like really old, way back wrestling. Back that like was. Isn't the, that a shame that we have to do that? And there's not a current. I mean, yeah, like I mean the Seth one, the Seth one, but I think because over Austin? the last. Austin no, at seventeen. Oh, Austin at seventeen is a big one. Um, Lisa at thirteen. You think the double turn thing, but I feel like around that time and and kind of up until now, Lee says Orndorff uh, turning on Hogan. But I feel like o- over the last, you know, two decades, it, it's kind of it, attitude era and beyond. It's kind of become that Vince McMahon promo, the shades of gray. Like you're not, you don't necessarily get presented good guy and bad guy, and it, it's yeah. kind of whatever you want it to be. So like. When Seth Rollins turns on the shield, there's a section of the audience that cheers that, even though it's, yes, it's a heel turn, but there's a section of the audience that's like, I love this. Yeah. I love the heel turn. So, like, and, and that's kind of what it's become, too. So so it doesn't have the same impact, maybe. I think it's such a different product, too, with, with the fans, and maybe it's really goes back to what we started a podcast with, with, with being smartened up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um that that you could take something in AEW like the Dark Order, which was a heel faction, um, and then what happened, and then just naturally, organically, um, you know, just start turning face. And why fight that? Why why make them do dastardly things all the time to make them heels? And even doing dastardly things anymore isn't such a bad guy thing. Sometimes that's just what needs done to get things done. Sure. So um, you know, I think it's it's a blend of like. Uh, the fans getting a little smarter, the fans being, uh, you know, able to enjoy the shades of gray. And this is what's being presented. And, and you fill out the narrative of how this faction or this group or this character will, will, will play out. Just like, it's just like the rock joining the nation. Like, like, does that rank up there? Uh, is the fans not. turned on him before then? Well, that's a good point. Right. That was, I think in response die, Rocky, to die. Yeah, no, that's a good, that's a real good point. Yeah, and I think Tim, you, I think you hit, you hit a pretty good one with, um, with Andre turning on Hogan. Yeah, they, like it, it's, it is wild. It's what, like, I mean, yeah, there's, there's obviously, there's been heel turns along the way. There, there, but there's nothing, there's nothing that feels, you know, industry shaking, right? Like a, like an Andre. Uh, you know, joining the Heenan family and stuff like that. It, it, it does. It doesn't have, and maybe too, it's the, the the volume of content that we get as well. I think that's changed it because, like, I'm sitting here trying to think of a heel turn that's happened in NXT, and I can't even think of uh, Adam Cole. But but was the undisputed era uh, already kind of a Gargano? Kevin Owens turned on Sami Zayn. That, that was, was huge. One. That was a great one. That when, might have been one of the greatest turns. Yeah, Cole, Cole leaving the Undisputed Era. 
Um, I'm trying to think of other ones. Man, that's Champa, Sammy Zayn one. Champa Matt, and Champa de Gargano. When Champa uh, hit him Champa with the crutch. Yeah, like that was that that. Yeah, one that was a good big. one. Okay. Um, was there anything with the was there anything with the four horsewomen? Did any of them like turn on no. each other? I don't think they ever did because they just got called up. Oh, that's a good that's one, a good Lee. One. The list of KO. There's a good one. Festival that's a great of Friendship. One. That is a great one. But again, like that that we have to like sit here and like hard think of, of, of these moments because again, you get from WWE alone, you get what seven hours of programming a week. From AEW with uh dark and elevation and dynamite, you get six, seven hours of and then you're going to add uh, Rampage on top of it. So, like, th- it's th- about th- as long as this podcast has been going. <laughs> There's so much content <laughs> that's thrown at us that, um, EJ, yeah. before we before we move to the news, the, the, the thing we were hitting on here, um, you know, we've we've all agreed Hogan is the the number one heel turn. Is there a is there one that you can think of that would be a solid number two? Uh, I think Tim Tim had thrown out Andre turning on Hogan and joining the Heenan. That's a great one, actually. That's a great one because, again, cultural impact, not expecting it. The only one other than Andre, I would say, because that would be my second choice also, is probably Austin turn on the rock. Not turn on the rock, but the, the way that went down. Now, granted, that didn't make sustain because the way he did it. Sure. You know, but that was that had a lot of that had a lot of noise around it, both negative and positive, really, to be honest with you. So. That's a good one. And that essentially, uh, and that actually essentially ended the answer era, really. Yeah. Uh, Devin saying the uh, Mark Henry fake retirement. That was um, a lot of fun. <laughs> that was that was yeah, a great like, segment. It, that's the thing. There's a lot of like fun turns. Right. Yeah. But we're talking about like the biggest turns. Yeah, nothing comes close to Hogan. Nah. I guess yeah. a, another good one is a savage turn on a Hulk. Mega Powers. But okay. again, we saw that coming from months of, t- you know, the clues are there. It's all it Hogan's as fault. shocking. The luster, the lust in his I, eyes. You have lust in your eyes a little bit. <laughs> Maybe the only one from a historical point of view that's talked about and, and referenced the most would be the barbershop and the rockers. That's a good um, one. But to, go. put, to put a tag team breaking up on the same level as um, like Hulk Hogan turning oh, his back on years of, of fandom. It's, it's just not on that level, but that, that's no, something think, that and is still talked else. about no, I, through this I think, day. No, I think Tim knocked out of the park here. If there's a close second, there's going to be Andre. That's fair. Because, but again, that also kind of signifies the, the you know the rub and Hulk. Hulk was at that point, his third year into the title reign. He was so fucking over. Him and Andre are boys. No one saw it coming. Andre off, Andre's off TV for about six months, comes back, and he turned to him with Bobby Heenan. So there's some shock to that too. So, absolutely. All right, let's get to the news and let's get out of here. During an appearance on the Dan Lebertard show, Tony Khan discussed the exploding ring and revealed he didn't end up paying for the spot. He said, "I was trying to be too safe. I let the professionals handle the stuff, and they are guys who don't understand wrestling. A professional pyrotechnic guy. They totally shit the bed. I ended up not paying them." It was like a hundred thousand dollars. They ended up refunding for all the expenses of the match. I ended up not paying for the exploding barbed wire death match, which I shouldn't have. They um, they screwed up royally. We put together something great. 
Kenny and John worked their asses off and had to do um, all they had to do was set up the final explosion. This is because we use professional pyrotechnic people who are supposed to know. The next time we do this, and I will do it again because the match drew, everything John and Kenny did up until that point was outstanding. It wasn't their fault. It did not go off. I heard that interview, actually. I heard that because I'm a Levitard Mark. Anyway. Yeah, you're a Levitard yeah. guy. Um, look, I know we shit on Tony Khan for being that kind of nerdy, you know, promoter guy. But you got to give him credit for being transparent to some degree. He's pretty fucking transparent in a lot of this shit. He is. Man, what you have pyrotechnic professionals handling the pyrotechnics, <laughs> and next time you won't have the pyrotechnic. I mean, stupid, I agree who with the you, fuck Ryan. are you gonna have? I'm the right. fucking uh, the the arsonist from around the corner, the pyromaniac <laughs> from down the street, come and actually light. You want professionals to do Jason Pierre Paul? How about, Paul how how about come in? How about shop for the shop fireworks? How about a shopmaster? Jesus Christ! And I'll like, just be like, look, it sucked. How did he not know that's what the fucking final boom was going to be? Right. You have professionals at a hundred thousand dollars and Three you don't look Freddy. it over? Get the fuck out. He's Shut trans- up. No, Ryan, you're right. He's transparent. He's transparent to a fault. Yes. I agree with you on that one. The day after, he was like, well, I guess that was Kenny. He put a shitty uh, right. pyrotechnics together. That, that's the problem. Is and, he, then, and then uh, he walks out if, of both sides of his mouth when he does stuff like but that. But he said that because John Moxley said it. John said it but after George, the fact. No. But Moxley we, wouldn't know. He was a competitor. He would say, you know what? Uh, the pyrotechnic company. Fu- I don't want to know that there was a pyrotechnic company to set it up. Let's keep that. I don't fuck. Guys uses. Suspend reality. We want to be entertained. <laughs> I don't give a shit if the match drew or not. Like these are things that you don't hear Vince McMahon saying. I'm going to ever have this match again because it drew real well. You know what sucks though about that match though? That was a fantastic match. Great match. It was man, and, but, but yeah, it, it comes down to the ending. And, and here's the thing: if they want to do one again, I'm they they better not fucking miss a second time. That's for goddamn sure. But like. Do it again. Don't do it again. It, I mean, WWE does every every match they do a hundred thousand times. So like, I don't. I'm fine if AEW does it again. I'm fine if they don't do it again. Like, it doesn't matter to me either way. It's it's yeah. I, I'm like with Ryan. It's it's the, the, the kind of the talking out of uh, both sides of your mouth sort of thing that that to a fault. You know, it's a bad. It's a bad look. Yeah, yeah it really is. It it's really okay is. to keep things close to the chest sometimes. Um, unfortunate news, obviously, as, as many are aware, Jimmy Uso arrested Monday night, uh, DUI, uh, after running a red light doing 55 and a 35, um, been reported, uh, obviously WWE officials not happy, uh, and that quote, high level people in, uh, in power are extremely disappointed and legitimately pissed, um, at this latest arrest, uh, Fightful reported yesterday that there is, uh, a, um, concern for Uso within the WWE. Multiple wrestlers have expressed they believe WWE should get involved to make sure things get handled before someone ends up getting hurt. He's said to be well-liked among most in WWE. One person compared his incidents uh, to what happened to WWE Hall of Famer Rob Van Dam in 2006, noting that more happened to him uh, than in the three arrests for Uso. Uh, One top WWE name called Uso's current storyline, this quote, the story we've all been waiting for, and expressed disappointment uh, that Uso would risk that. The overall tone was that of fear for safety, disappointment, uh, and frustration. 
Um, yeah, I mean, this is what is his third DUI arrest in, in uh, less than a decade. I, I think the, the the concern here is for the person. I mean, obviously, um, it, you know, there's storyline implications and, and, and all of that are um, secondary to the fact that, you know, I think there's a person who, who does have uh, an issue here. And, and I, I think hopefully him seeking out help because again it, it's the long told story you can you can try to force somebody into help um but if, if they're not receptive to that it, it um probably isn't going to work at least not to the level that it needs to um but it, it's it's unfortunate and and i i certainly hope um that that he seeks out help and and, and gets control of it before there's any um i mean luckily he that nobody has been hurt in these instances um and, and hopefully he can get the help there. Uh, like we said, uh, Tommy N made his AEW debut last night under the name Malachi Black. Um, and as Tim alluded to earlier, uh, it was it's Mike Johnson, PW Insider, cleared up back when Tommy N was moved to the main WWE roster several years ago. The company failed to update his contract from the standard 30-day non-compete that NXT talents uh, received to the 90-day non-compete that main roster performance uh, Johnson described the situation as a quote bad clerical error by WWE, and it's unknown if this uh, happened with any other stars that were re- recently released by the company. So, uh, a big whoops by WWE, and uh, we will we will certainly see in the coming uh, weeks here uh, if anybody else falls into that category uh, as well. And then finally, in a recent interview uh, on Out of Character with Ryan Satin, AJ Styles discussed thinking Vince McMahon would give him a country gimmick uh, in WWE. He said, I was willing to go down to NXT for a couple of months, get my feet wet, and then uh, a man br- go to a main brand like Raw or SmackDown. I had no idea what was going to happen. There was talk of, hey, I don't know if we can keep your name. I said, well, that's fine. I'll be uh, whoever you want me to be. But I have this huge tattoo on my side that says AJ. You can call me whatever you want. Uh, I was worried that the Southern accent that I can't shake, that Vince was going to make me wear overalls and come out. To a little country song or something with a banjo, I was more worried <laughs> that. Uh, later in the interview, a- AJ revealed that he sent the Undertaker his gloves from the Boneyard match as a gift and a thank you for the match. And AJ, or that the Undertaker had sent AJ his gloves uh, from the match as well, kind of similar to what we see uh, in a lot of sports with like jersey swaps and stuff like that. But man, could you have imagined if at that Royal Rumble? Instead of uh, the AJ Styles theme that we've come to Cotton know, Cotton Eye Joe, Cotton Eye Joe, <laughs> wow! And and this little five foot ten guy in uh, overalls and a banjo comes, and it, you know what, Hillbilly Jim or Henry O. Godwin or somebody would probably have been his manager. Yep, yep. At that point, could you have a mat like that? That would have been that would have been like all an all time miss, right? Like we all know who AJ Styles is. And and man, if that if that would have happened, that would have been pretty rough. You might have, have heard to... Jim be critical of WWE. It's possible, <laughs> oh, and it doesn't happen very often. But would, uh, would that or a Mighty Mouse gimmick have been worse? <laughs> that, that one, that for one, Neville, that would have been. I think the country gimmick for his Styles would have been just because of how recognizable Styles was, I think that's just yeah. By recognizable, right. you mean spent, spent the weekend at Jim's house, right? Right, absolutely. Hey, it could have been worse than Disco Inferno. This for the record. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> man, I think that's maybe that can be like our next uh, next tournament is like worst gimmicks ever. 
Oh, we got many of those. Oh, there's so there's, many. There's been a plenty. <sighs> there has been a plenty. But uh, have to have a, a bracket of 128. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna have to be a real big bracket. Yeah, the, the half, of them are, half of them are Brutus Beefcake. <laughs> Brutus the fucking barber. Oh my god, yeah, I got I got I got double dose of uh old old Brutus for my uh NWO dream team today on the, the WWE page. I did. Uh, I enjoyed the the Brutus and Greg the Hammer Valentine hidden treasure episode. Actually, that was quite actually, a lot. I, I found them very tolerable there. Well, it was only what a forty minute it was, show. It was yeah. You guys shit on yeah. you guys shit on Brutus. Brutus was way over 88, 89, 90. He was fucking over. Uh, yeah, I we was, were babies then. We don't remember. <laughs> he was fucking over. <laughs> um. Anybody have anything else before we close this thing up? All right, let's uh. Let's go to that. EJ, we'll start with you since you were the guest of the show. Uh, plug away, my friend. Let people know where they can follow you and take three and all that stuff. Well, guys, it's been a pleasure. I'm finally on the show. Um, you catch my podcast, call us my wrestling podcast, Take Wrestling, with my boys Mike and Joe. What's up, fellas? Uh, check out all podcast catcher. And, of course, my regular podcast, first speaker podcast I do. Jim's on there quite often, <laughs> almost monthly at least. Almost. Um, on Twitter, of course, at EJ Christian Seven, um, and yeah, that's all I got for you, man. Thanks, guys. It was, it was right, all man, fun. Thanks for joining us, Ryan. Got anything for the people? Yeah, I don't. This month we're celebrating uh, our, our salute to American independence. Got to go that way, American independence. So this way, there it is. Uh, make sure you're following us along Three Count Thursday, the Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash Three Count Thursday. We're going to be posting. Um, the independent shows that are rolling up here. The end of July is going to pick up tremendously. We've got uh, PPW coming up, uh, GCW Homecoming 1 and 2. The ECWA Super 8 uh, Women's Tournament is coming up to wrap up the month. I believe there is a GCW show tomorrow night. Um, and uh, we're going to be filming, uh, again, not an independent. We've discussed this, but the Ring of Honor Best in the World um, is July the 11th. Fans don't bring streamers this time. Streamers are not allowed at this at this Ring of Honor show. So uh, uh, you can follow me. It's RYN Eagle. I don't know. How, what do I tweet about anymore? I think I, I put a, a couple political posts up um, and uh, maybe tweet about AEW. Maybe I'll tweet this weekend. Who the hell knows? We never know. You Tim. never know. Uh, you can catch me across all platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, if you care, at Not The Tool Man across... All the board. I'm on TikTok, but I'm doing TikTok if you want to TikTok. That's great. Uh, if you enjoy what I said here, I do a couple other podcasts. Uh, Final Wrestling Place, uh, where we talk about the uh, best and worst in the history of wrestling. Uh, this season, we're talking about the cool things of summer. So uh, really enjoying talking about that. And after every WWE, AEW, and NXT pay-per-view, we do Viewer's Choice. Uh, on the North-South Connection. Uh, it's a fun time with my best friend, Marcus. Uh, check that out. Be good to each other. Love one another. Uh, kiss your homies. Uh, and have a great weekend, guys. Matt, how about you? Uh, yep, you can follow me on Twitter. It's at 3CT, the letter A. Philly is in Philadelphia, the number 8, 3CT affiliate. Make sure you are following along with the Three Count Thursday Instagram page. That's at Three Count Thursday. I will be posting the updated standings for the Woman of the Year competition on Sunday. So keep an eye out. We're halfway through the year. So I will give you who is the top five 
vote getters at this point. Um, liking a post equals one vote. So if you see a wrestler you would like to be named as a woman of the year, give their posts a like. All right, you can uh, follow me at Big Jim Sports, but the most important thing here is that you follow along with the show at Three Count Thursday, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Go to patreon.com slash three count Thursday. Go to our store.collarandelbowbrand.com. Use promo code three count for 10% off each and every order. Uh, Whatamaneuver.net, of course, the home for all three CT merchandise, their home network, NGSC Sports at NGSCSports.com. The Leib Sports and Music Network is our secondary home. L-E-E-I-B sports.com. Uh, but just be safe out there. Stay smart. And until next time, go for the pin.